Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is your stalwart senior editor, Sam Dillon, and I am here to introduce for you a very special set of recordings, the World Tree Burns podcast. Yes, it is the recording of the official Midgard livestream of the World Tree Burns game, hosted by GM Dan Dillon, friend of the Tome Show. And this recording is presented to you in conjunction with Cobalt Press, of course, and also with Encounter Roleplay. Check out our whole suite of D&D shows at thetomeshow.com. And remember that the Tome Show is sponsored by EasyRollerDice.com, purveyor of high-quality dice and tabletop gaming accessories. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Encounter Roleplay. My name is Will. I'm a D&D sex icon, and I'm back today with yet another episode of The World's Tree Burns. We've got the full cast and crew with us tonight, so it's going to be an explosive episode, I'm sure, in the cartways of Zobex. So let's go around the cast and crew. Let's figure out who we are and who we're playing tonight. So let's start with our illustrious dungeon master, Dan Dillon. Dan, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back again. Uh, So I am Dan Dillon. As previously mentioned, I'll be your dungeon master for this evening. And uh, so I am the world and the monsters and the horrible and the wonderful things that are going to happen to these lovely people. Absolutely. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, We also have with us tonight Tool School back again to us, Green School. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, I am more than excited to be here again in Midgard, this amazing, amazing uh, world setting that we are in as we are exploring it all the way from level one, but we are now level two, or almost, we are in the transition period between level two, one and two. I am Glaz, I am your uh, local Trollkin Geomancer, and I am realizing that even though I was the biggest and toughest at uh, mage school, that doesn't mean a whole lot out here in the real world. Can't wait to play. Absolutely. We also have with us Laurelania. Tia, how you doing? I'm doing really great. Just got off the long march, had a lot of fun, got to go meet my hero, Gavin Fjordhammer. It's good times. Uh, I'm playing Kari, the Shadow Cat Domain, or sorry, Shadow Fae, Cleric of the Cat Domain. There we go. I got it right this time. And yeah, coming up on level two and really excited. Great stuff. Uh, We also have McGloken back on our screens tonight. How you doing, my friend? Hey. I, I have, if you guys notice, everyone's cosplaying. I have a blanket. I live in uh, Texas. It's 100 degrees, so I'm not going to have this on. And I have this cool mask that I got uh, from a masquerade party. So, yeah, I'm going to play clerk. And I'm an enormous, uh, enormous ranger. And I'm super excited because I can kill shit. <laughs> Great stuff. And uh, last but not least, a man who never speaks uh, and probably needs a throat lozenge when he does. Encounter Josh, how you doing, my friend? Good. I am uh, six, seven, no, seven hours into uh, D&D today. Uh, about to play some more. It's my third game. Um, I'm going for D&D almost as quick as Tall School's going through characters in the last half hour. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, a super awesome day. Tuesdays are my favorite day. So um, I will be uh, playing Kane. He's a Dampier Ranger. Um, he's just uh, fed for the first time in a very long time. And with that comes magic. It's not mechanically how it works, but I like the idea that he's just had his first drop of blood in a very long time. And leveling up to level two as a ranger, I get magic. And I'm a player. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, as myself, I'll be playing Riodan, the other Dampier of the group. He is a cleric of the Hunger Domain, darling. And uh, he's here, uh, very intrigued as to last week's uh, or last episode's um, antics, 
I think is uh, the correct word, and near-death experiences of most of Labai. Um, I'm very interested in this uh, chap who disappeared away in a portal, um, who didn't even seem to have the time to kill us. Uh, that's how scary he was. So, um, yeah, super excited about getting into this uh, this intrigue uh, in the cartways of Zobek. But before we get started tonight, our mighty guys... We're sponsored primarily by Kobold Press tonight. All of the materials we're using are from the Midgard campaign, which you can find on koboldpress.com. Exclamation point. Kobold will uh, get you over there to their site. Uh, it's recommending the Hero's Handbook as well. If you want to play Dampiers, if you want to play uh, Kobolds, Gearforge, there's a ton of great new races and classes and uh, domain options that you can try out there. Uh, and the Hero's Handbook available on PDF and also ships internationally. We have our 60 copies that we've been using uh, to play our characters. And a lot of the Midgard rules and setting is on display on this stream uh we're of course also sponsored by fantasy ground uh and by wayland games fantasy grounds our virtual tabletop of uh choice and it looks like my camera's fucked itself i'll be right back in a second but nonetheless my voice is here which is the <laughs> the most important component of this yes check out fantasy grounds check out wayland games for all of your sexy minis um six icons don't need to move that's right uh thank you homer uh and of course you can interact with today's show by following if you haven't yet already hit that follow button and join us and of course here is a tweet for you guys as well 20 retweets viewer decision and don't forget you can donate to affect the game as well by giving players now ones now 20s wild magic surges and ducks according to the last episode of long march uh but other than that i will hand over to our illustrious dungeon master dan dylan to take us into today's episode, but also to remind us what happened last week on the show. Yes, indeed. So when last we had left our heroes, they were in the dank dungeon-like cartways beneath the Zobek, uh, the free city. So the cartways are a, a network of tunnels, abandoned mines, and uh, underground passages, some that were uh, at one point used for infrastructure of the city or for the nobility to move around without having to uh, bump into any of the rabble on the streets, or things that were left over and built for much shadier reasons. It's rumored that there are dark temples and uh, smugglers and all manner of cutthroats and brigands in the cartways, which uh, our heroes have come to learn is absolutely the truth. When uh, they delved into some of these ancient tunnels in search of a lost book that was stolen, that they have been hired to retrieve, they ran across... Uh, some brigands hired thugs and then into cultists and then last week particular they found themselves face to face with undead shadows and that was quite a harrowing encounter as it turned out our heroes did not quite have the perfect keys to dealing with those creatures so it was touch and go for a while but they have prevailed they're victorious they survived and they pressed on to find the heart of this cult activity in the in the cartways they found themselves in a vaulted cavern uh, i'm sorry a vaulted chamber constructed chamber with great stone pillars holding up the ceiling uh, and there are iron cages scattered about the room some of them filled with corpses of animals you see hawks and owls you see wolves and dogs you see several larger cages that uh now that you have some time to gather your wits and look about you see that there are human corpses in them or humanoid corpses at least from your uh, from your your vantage point uh, and here you fought a number of individuals who brought all sorts of dark magic to bear. There's a black altar 
with a uh, half-naked human man stretched bent backwards over it and manacled down so he couldn't escape. Uh, his chest was butchered open before your very eyes and a great pulse of black energy released that, uh, that caused a great wave of nausea, blinded some of you, uh, seems to have struck down Kane's faithful owl companion, uh, as well as causing great distress and killing many of the animals that were alive in the cages. You fought shadow creatures, uh, these great mastiffs that seem to be infused and native to the shadow realm, uh, and these strange owl-like creatures with great grinning human mouths that could speak. Uh, and several of your company knew them to be called Strix. Uh, they, there were two cult individuals in the chamber, one of which, as previously mentioned, teleported away after contemptuously with a word that seemed to strike at your bodies and souls, unravel uh, Glass's magic uh, when he struck at him. And with sort of a contemptuous wave and uh, dismissive order to his underling, vanished in some sort of dark portal. Uh, the underling was a brutally vicious individual that you were able to bring down uh, with great difficulty and some, if I recall, some near death as there were a couple of timely critical hits scored here and there uh, that left several of you sliced and bleeding. And so that's where we find ourselves. You're in this candlelit room. Uh, the darkness has passed, especially after the dark mantle creature that had been lurking on the ceiling decided to pick that moment in the aftermath of your battle to strike, dropping onto Kari, trying to claim a meal. Uh, and then once you had dealt with that threat, the lingering dark energies in this place animated the, the dark servant, the shadow cultist, into a zombie. And that, uh, that was a bit of a harrowing encounter to finally put it down. But now, finally, the sounds of battle have cleared. The ring of weapons echoes away into the chambers and tunnels. And you find yourselves out of danger for the moment. Uh, a couple of quick reminder points. Uh, Tia, I believe, grabbed the knife out of the sacrificial victim's chest. Uh, and when you did, you could feel the hilt uh, pulsing in your hand, almost like a heartbeat. Um, mm. There is, I believe we left with Cloak, seeing to the whimpering and uh, sort of pathetic noises emanating from one of, the, one of the cages. And in it, you see what was once probably a very beautiful hound, sort of golden-furred um, and, and uh, long-legged, very, uh, very, very good-looking animal, if it weren't... Uh, matted with filth, uh, emaciated from that strange black pulse that ripped through, and it seems to be the only creature still alive amongst the cages. I, I, uh, Cloak would like literally after the whole combat was over, like everyone would probably be like, oh my god, everyone's safe, and like looking, Cloak is already walking around the corner back to the cage. And he's like, and he's like, petting, okay, like. Yep, and so you return I, to the cage, uh, and there's there's one little latch that you can slide open and uh, and pull the door open. There isn't any kind of a lock or uh, or anything more complicated on it. Yeah, uh, so I would have a food ration out, and I would uh, uh, be that... Okay, uh, you pull the food out, a strip of dried meat, 
and uh, the the hound's nostrils begin to flare, and you can hear it snuffling towards the the smell of food, and it's sort of weakly uh, giving off these little whines as it tries to move, shuffles forward just enough to kind of stick its tongue out and start to lick at the meat and and wrap its lips and and snatch it with its teeth. Yeah, I, I would like assist a little bit, like if it sure. looked like a little too. Uh, he would like put it in there and then he would like sit back um can i roll animal handling or can i not make a roll yet um, um I, there's there's no need T- tell me what your intention is and i'll let you know if you need to roll uh, or not. i'm trying to uh show that i'm not aggressive or uh trying to i'm trying to help it uh i don't okay. know i say because i don't know if it's him or her yet Sure. Uh, so it looks like there, is, while while the animal is um, afraid and probably confused and in pain, uh, it looks like the offer of food seems to have gone a long way to at least start building uh, that that foundation of trust. And as you kind of lean forward to help it, it the the dog does manage to grab a hold of the meat, pull it over, and and start to to eat on it. Now it's not just sort of gulping it down and inhaling it like you would expect a, a dog to do. It seems like it's mm-hmm. it's putting a great deal of effort even to this simple, simple task. Okay. Uh, I would uh, then uh, uh, have like a little cup uh, and um, my experience with uh, starving animals, I imagine, uh, is that you don't want to give them a lot of food right away. Uh, Correct. Because they will... Uh, they will eat until their stomach explodes because they're just so hungry or thirsty. So he takes out like a little cup that he has and he puts a little water in it and he puts it next to the dog as uh, as it's chewing on the, uh, the jerky there. Okay. Uh, the dog begins to uh, greedily lap up the water um, and, and works. On, and now that... Um, now that it's had maybe a little bit of a respite from whatever's been going on before, it gets a few nips of food in its mouth and has some water in it. It manages to sort of sit up a little more fully and is uh, attacking the food and water, any that you give it, with uh, much greater gusto. So while uh, Cloak is tending to this hound, what are the rest of you doing? I uh, take the dagger in my hand and I look over to Glass. I think this is more your area of expertise. And she looks him in the eye and hands over the dagger. Yeah, I, uh, Glaz, what, uh, what do you have there, uh, Kari? Uh, and he takes it. Uh, does he feel the same, um, uh, the same type of, uh, pulsing from it? Uh, okay, when you grab a hold of it, yeah, there is that faint, uh, almost like a, a throbbing tap against your palm. Um, and it's really, once you once you notice it and start to focus on it, it sort of fades away. It's, it's one of those little things, like where you just notice it just at the edge of your awareness, but then when you look for it, it's gone. But when she hands it to you, you definitely feel it almost sort of uh, faintly jump in your hand. Sorry, it's a long-bladed dagger, and it has sort of a, a serpentine curved blade, and it looks like the steel is pattern-welded, if you know what that means. So it looks almost like wood grain. Yeah. It is very finely made, and um, let me... If you'll give me just a few moments, I can try to figure out exactly what it is that's making it have this, uh, this effect. Uh, I sort of look around at Stewie. We think we've got some time. It's... Uh, 
are we safe? Can you can you scout to see if make sure that uh, we're not going to have something else jump out or come back to life on us? That was not fun at all. Speaking of something jumping or coming back to life, there is a faint, weak, and you all look over and you see one of the wings of Kane's owl sort of flutters and stretches. Is it a real bird? Or a familiar bird? As as far as you know, it was a real bird. Yeah. Can I cast Cure Wounds on it? Sure. All right, so you you walk over to it... um, and you whisper a short prayer, and there's that faint flow of warmth from your palm into the bird, and immediately it sort of rights itself, struggles up to its claws, fluffs out its feathers, and beats its wings a few times, and, and flies straight for Kane. Kane is like, come over to it, and like, as he sees Kari put her hand towards it, he mm-hmm. like, has his blade still in hand, and brings it towards her, like behind her, having that moment of wondering what exactly if she puts my bird down, I'm going to but then he realizes that (laughs) she's healing it and he raises his hand and lets the bird fly onto his arm and she smiles as the bird flies away he gives her a curious look Kari and just nods. And I'm going so, uh, to head off and scout while he does his identify, I'm guessing? Yep, so, okay. uh, so Glass will yeah, take yeah. off his uh, his big leather skin that is over his shoulder and lay it out. Mm-hmm. And he'll take out these few stones that he has and uh, begin to catch the ritual and uh, sort of arrange the stones along the sort of map uh, to get them aligned so that the magic can flow ritualistically uh, into this dagger to try to see what do we have here? You are strange, my friend, speaking to the dagger as he casts. (laughs) All right. Uh, So it is quite obviously magical as you've taken some time to handle it and you have that strange heartbeat pulse from the uh, the leather-wrapped hilt as you hold it. And uh, all of you can kind of watch as Glass begins his chanting and uh, his uh, particular... Uh, motions where he traces the various lines and glyphs and runes uh, on his uh, almost toga-like skin that he wears over his shoulder. And you can see the light start to follow his tracery uh, as he weaves his spell. That's going to take him a good little while. So, um, Kari, you're going to check out the other side of the room. We'll get to you in just one second. Riodan, what else? Are, are you up to anything in particular at the moment? I see the cloaks helping a... Uh dog here and uh Riordan, uh will go over and like you know fetch an extra bone but he's he's really he's not feeling too good uh after that last one uh right. so he's going to like find a pool of blood and start licking the floor uh or eating okay. one's um, still has any kind of fresh blood in all right so if you're looking for fresh blood you, i assume you prefer humanoid over animal yes for sure Okay, so there's uh, the the best bet. You you look at the freshest body, which would be the dark servant, the the dual sickle wielding, bandage wrapped, black robed figure that mm. uh, that turned out to be a little bit of an unholy terror when it when it got up close to you. Uh, and then you sort of think about all of the necrotic energy that must have been pulsing through it as that that black inky. 
paint-like darkness sort of flowed up its body into its mouth and nose and eyes and animated it as the undead. And you think maybe you'd better pass on that one. Uh, so yeah. that leaves you with the poor bastard who is bent backwards over the altar with his chest laid open like a side of beef. I'll take the beef guy. Um, All right. <laughs> and uh, just sort of, oh, I really needed this. Thank you, friend. So there is a great deal of blood sort of pooled in his chest cavity where his heart was split in twain. Uh, mm. And there's, you know... A, Obviously, there's going to be a bunch of blood uh, kind of pooled in his extremities and down in his head and throat as he's bent over the altar, and gravity would have pulled it there. Yeah, I'll, I'll go in and, uh, and just sink in my teeth and feel the, the relief as the blood flow goes down my mouth. Right, so you can, uh, you can get the effect of uh, one successful bite. Uh, nice. On what's left, on the the faint lingering traces of life left in this uh, this fellow's body, um, <sighs> as you uh, sort of pull away from his throat and uh, just sort of uh, instinctively kind of clean up after yourself a little bit, you notice that he has a brand on the side of his neck. What is the uh, brand of? Does it have like a any mark on it, or is it just a burn? Uh, no, it is in fact a very deliberate mark. It looks like, and, and it is in the shape of a shield with a dagger behind it, sort of uh, blade down. Uh, glass, darling. Um, do you know what this is? I found a uh, rather odd-looking mark on our friend here. So you uh, you sort of say that and you look over and he kind of shoots you half of a raised eyebrow as he sweeps his hand over his uh, his spellbook hide and continues chanting. <laughs> it seems he is ah, ankle deep in, in ritual at the moment. Anyone else want to take a look at this fellow here? Uh, he's, um, well, something odd. I don't recognize it. Uh, I, and Cloak's right there with the, the dog, so... Uh... He probably look over up at you and he's like, "What is it?" Okay. Um, anyone who would like to investigate can make an intelligence investigation check, uh, or an intelligence history check. Either way. Kane, well, both are zero. So, Kane, uh, uh, you have advantage on this. Ooh, okay. Here we go, because I don't have it. Uh, is there that's a, that's a 17 on history. 17 on history? Right now. Okay. Uh, all right, so Kane, you recognize that mark immediately. That is the insignia of a local gang called the Black Shields. Okay, so he's like, so he's got a tattoo. So this guy was a gang. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, you, am... you got a 17. That's even good enough to realize that uh, you noticed, you didn't really pay much attention to it at the time, uh, but those cutthroats that you dispatched right before you ran into the cultists way back, uh, mm. <laughs> you know, way back a day ago, uh, they mm. had similar sort of marks or scarves tied around their necks, and it, it stands to reason that those... Uh, those strong arms that you guys took out were probably members of the same gang. What was the name of the gang, sorry? The Black Shields. 
Uh, I'll write that down too. Uh, I rolled a 19, by the way. Uh, on investigation or history? Uh, investigation. Uh, they, were, they were the same, right? Okay, uh, so yeah, so you can uh, kind of corroborate this. Uh, you and um, Kane ended up working together uh, fairly recently a few times, Cloak, particularly once you both started working on the, sh the Shadow Realm, uh, you know, merchant train guard duty. Uh, and so you had run into a few of them as well. So you recognize that insignia. And what was the game called one more time? I just got everything ready. To Black run. Shields. The Black Shields. The Black Shields, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I look at uh, Kane as I, I probably recognize that he he uh, sees the same thing uh, as I do. And I was like, oh, this has a gun. Why are they down here? Can I take okay. a look for the black book that we're supposed to get? Sure. Uh, you were going to check out the rest of the uh, the, the rest yeah. of the area and scout it out. So, if you recall, the chamber that you guys are in is is quite long and rectangular with various niches and alcoves uh, along either way there. Uh, and so there, it's probably about sixty or seventy feet to the other end. And these large, uh, kind of five foot square brick columns. Uh, pop up every maybe 15 feet throughout the room in the middle. Uh, toward the other end, you can smell... Anonymous dispensation. Oh, dear. Oh. Holy shit, what was that? What was so that? What? I didn't see I it. A, I didn't... A hundred? What? Wait, what? That was a hundred... What? What's what just happened? That's pounds. That's a hundred pounds. Great That's a hundred dollars. That's a hundred pounds. Oh, oh I'm Damn. sorry. Holy okay. shit. Uh, what's happening? We need... Will, come back! Is it someone who's... <laughs> no. It costs a hundred gold pieces to raise it. No, no, tell him a thing. We'll spit it in between us. Say <laughs> so yes, uh, Hunter Holy. Wolf. Uh, thank you for your donation. For your... Uh, wow, yeah, thank you uh, very much. Okay. If you've whispered uh, Will or Dan... Uh, if that's for a specific thing or yes, just because you're have. enjoying the show. Uh, thank you so much. We appreciate thank your you. donation. Um, Will is having a little bit of a computer problem right now. He's trying to get it sorted out, but uh, right. that is an amazing donation. Thank you so much for your support. Yes, of the thank you very much. If there was a, uh, a purpose to that donation beyond just your scintillating generosity, we will get to that as soon as we possibly can. And thank you again. Uh, all right, Kari. So as you're heading to the other end of the chamber, you can see that one of those niches is indeed another doorway that looks like it goes off into more tunnels. Uh, this one also looks like it is uh, open, as was the one you guys entered through. Um, but as you head down the chamber, you can smell old blood. This just sort of coppery tang fills the air with just the faintest beginning sickly sweet tinge of decay. And mm. uh, as you look, you find some crates and uh, just sort of stacks of what looks like discarded clothing. And beyond that, there are, uh, uh, there's a small pile of humanoid bodies. We'll take a look around the room, besides the bodies being the odd thing in here, see if there's anything that stands out, anything that looks like that dagger that I gave to uh, sure. Glaz. Okay, so uh, searching around the alcoves, it looks like everything here is mostly... Um, mostly dusty debris ridden or just kind of empty um if you want to search through the bodies it looks like there are four uh adult 
humanoid bodies of various ages, uh, and you can see at least one male and one female just kind of lumped together in this uh, sort of haphazard uh, stack behind the crates and clothing. Your hunt is over. She kind of says a couple of prayers over them. Um, All right. And then continues to search the bodies, knowing that this is just okay. the circle of life. I mean, it, it's terrible for them, but they, they didn't so, survive the hunt. Right. Searching the bodies, uh, you find that, uh, first of all, they're, they're all stripped bare, so they really don't have anything on them. Uh, you don't find any jewelry or any identifying marks or anything like that. Uh, you can see that their throats have been slit uh, with a uh, kind of careful precision, which tells you that they were either surprised or were not able to effectively resist. Um, their mm-hmm. bodies are fairly well drained of blood, uh, look and look like they've been dead for at least a few days. Um, uh, that's about all there is to do with the corpses. Um, in the clothing, you can find a few sets of serviceable clothing, but nearby in one of the uh, small boxes, there is yeah, something well, a little more so interesting. Like Sadly, you do not find Sorry, the black that. book I that, you were, uh, that you were searching mm-hmm. for. So fucking cool. Um, and you do find a smattering of coin. Hmm. All right. Will, do we have you back? I am back. And uh, yes, also a big thank you again to Wubs. Dude, that donation. Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. Uh, was there anything uh, substantive to that for our gameplay, or was that just him Two being completely magic awesome? surges to Josh and uh, magic items. Oh, I think it's all for Josh. Magic items and two surges to encounter Josh. Nice. Oh, uh, what manner of magic items is it? I think he rolls off of a table, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? Is it so, just sort of uh, my call, or just to confirm here? I see a wubs of a donation, but uh, Hunter and Wolf, I think, is talking about a different donation, which I haven't seen uh, come through at the moment. Uh, wubs, there's a hundred uh, pound donation. Yeah, oh. jo- wubs just donated okay. hundred pounds and hasn't said anything. But wubs, if you want something to happen, just let me oh, know. Okay, nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing. Specific. It says nothing specific. He just likes it. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Hey. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, searching through... You said I found something interesting? Yeah, sorry. I did, yes. Uh, so you find... Uh, you find um, an assortment of coins and small jewelry worth about uh, 70 gold pieces total. Huh. And you find a little leather pouch in uh, inside which is a glass vial that contains a faintly luminous red liquid Ooh. and it doesn't uh, it doesn't take you much tinkering to figure out that that's a potion of healing hmm. uh, I keep the potion for myself but I'm intending on giving things to everybody else so sure. uh, I'm still scouting, but I don't want to go too much further since it's already a long distance in the room. I'll probably go about 15 feet and just keep an eye on things unless I hear my name being called for. Okay. Uh, So you check out the rest of the room, and it looks like there's nothing else of interest and certainly nothing else of threat. Looking out the uh, open doorway that you found, it looks like it opens into more of that uh, cramped uh, masonry 
tunnel stonework and just sort mm -hmm. of goes off into the darkness. I'll start heading back over to the party then. Right. All right, Kane so... Is, uh, yeah. Kane is just looking uh, after his bird, um, feeding it sort of scraps and uh, checking to see if it's okay. And, uh, yes, so does your bird have a bird. name? Yes, yeah, and what is hmm? its name? I'll ask us in character. How is your bird and what's its name? He seems sort of distracted um, and looks at you and... You're going to make me do it, aren't you? You're going to make me... Oh. I'm not asking you a yes or no okay, question. Yeah, You're going to have to speak. See <laughs> <laughs> what I did there? I, sigh, I sigh deeply and show you there is a small name tag on its... Oh, <laughs> I'm afraid I, I don't read that. I can't read that. It's very small from over here. What, what's his name? I hold it to your face. I don't read common. Kane <laughs> <laughs> shrugs and walks off. Would see that. Perhaps uh, now is not the time to be screaming. I've gone and looked ahead as you requested, and there is more space. And all of this, she says, dumping the treasure uh, in the middle of Ooh, where everybody is approximately. Beautiful. So there's a scatter of uh, a scatter of silver, a few gold coins, and uh, a few largish garnets kind of go bouncing onto the stones. If there's one thing I've learned, Carrie, is that there's always time for screaming. <laughs> I think that perhaps one of your kind of was here. Or a kind like you, she says, looking at Kane and Riordan. Oh dear. Kane bristles, and uh, after cleaning his blade and sort of spending a few moments to calm down because he's just there's a lot of blood in here, and it's oh, it's all so good. Um, Kari will go up and pet your bird. It's kind of right in the screeches. Yeah, All right, so uh, the so you're scratching the bird. He sort of uh, turns his head around with his little little eagle owl horns uh, sticking up off the top, and he sort of ruffles his neck feathers in uh, in enjoyment. Now that you guys are kind of up and checking out this owl, you will notice that it's normal. It has like a kind of a speckled brown and black with some lighter colors uh, sort of coloration. There is a great slash of black that fades to gray now sort of across its chest and over one of its shoulders down its wings to its uh, to its uh, mm. to its longer feathers down there this displeases me this displeases mm. me greatly uh, I sort of spend a, a little time making sure that it's okay and sort of checking it over I know my bird this is my sure uh, so the bird is uh, behaving agitated but otherwise seems okay uh and thanks to kari's healing magic seems none the worse for wear uh, and as you investigate that strange new mark on its feathers those feathers have simply changed into those colors there's nothing on it or marring it the feathers have turned black and gray and that great what is going on oh my gosh i <laughs> am going to present this to wait oh Holy! Whenever Another Wubs, thank you. He, he and Will is gone again. <laughs> and Will's gone again. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see it. People are throwing money. We he figured it out. 
people enjoy Will's absence. This is what we've discovered. It's not me yet. We just keep knocking <laughs> offline, and then we can get we get more and more money. The, 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 bad, the bad thing is, I'm pretty Wait, sure you're I heard something. Get... <laughs> <laughs> I heard something over, and I so... heard water spilling, and then I'm pretty sure Will cut out, and I'm like, oh god. Please tell me oh, yeah, no. his computer. With his brand new computer if he just dumped water on All it. Right. But a uh, big giant shout out to Wubs. Thank you so much for another very generous donation. Uh, we do Thank appreciate you again, it. Wubs. We will get it all sorted out once we have a will. Hopefully not with a wet computer, because that wouldn't be bad. That would be very, very bad. Perhaps as bad as this dagger that I am trying to cast spells on. Oh, <laughs> speaking of you, yes. speaking of Glaz, you finally complete complete your spell casting, and uh, the veil of secrecy parts in your mind, and the secrets of this dagger sort of flow into your knowledge. You know that this thing is called the Heart's Blood Chris. Uh, it is a magic like weapon that. Oh, good! It's a weapon that mm -hmm. requires attunement. So uh, you know that while you're attuned to it. Uh, you can use it as a spellcasting focus, even if you're a spellcaster who doesn't normally have the spellcasting focus rule. So that's a little little Benny for uh, for anybody who isn't a wizard. Um, and your saving throw DCs when you cast blood magic increase by one. Additionally, when you cast a ritual spell, you can use the Chris as an additional material component in the casting. And when you do, the ritual only adds one minute to the casting time, not ten. And you can use that uh, once before the next dawn. However, this blade is temperamental. And you realize that even attuned to it, even if you bind with its uh, sort of magical essence, it will not function unless you bathe the blade in blood. If you feed the blade, it will it will function for you until the next dawn, when it will go dormant again and hungry. Very interesting. So as Glaz finishes uh, his ritual casting of this, his uh, he sort of is humming, and it, you see you hear him sort of making these humming sounds like instruments, um, a very sort of musical uh, verbal components to his ritual casting. He goes, ah. There you are, my dear. Well, aren't you just full of interesting secrets? I turn to the rest of the party. Well, she is a... She's a temperamental little weapon, she is. Uh, she is known as a heart's blood Chris. And uh, for most of us who do use magic, it can be used to focus our spells. Uh, alleviating us for the need of all of the material components that are often necessary. Um, it also is a very, very powerful uh, when uh, casting blood magic, and I look to Riodan. Um, so perhaps it is very useful to you. However, for myself, uh, with ritual casting, uh, it does reduce the uh, ritual time that... Uh, it will take, but certainly um, I believe the blood magic is going to be far more interesting to yourself or, in fact, even Carrie. Um, however, she it is, waves comes, a hand at it. Yeah, however, it does come at a price. Um, it is a temperamental little mistress. Yes, she is. Uh, and uh, she needs to be fed, much like you, my friend Riodan, with blood each and every day for her magic to work. Uh, Perhaps this item is best suited for you. 
but I will hold on to it until you make your decision, as I can see you are a little bit busy as he watches uh, Ryoden uh, licking the altar of its blood. <laughs> <laughs> that is still just so disturbing, my friend. But uh, yes, it is a uh, it is a magical weapon. Uh, quite nice one as well. Yep, there you have it. Um, so, Cloak, the uh, the dog, after you feed it some rations and give it, uh, it will drink basically all the water you care to spare for it. Uh, and that seems to help give it some uh, some pep and some vitality back. And uh, after a few moments, it stands up, uh, maybe a little bit wobbly, and just comes over and just starts bathing your face in puppy kisses. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, so, uh, is, it it's, girl, it's still, is it a girl or a boy puppy? Uh, I will let you pick. Uh, well, uh, I was talking to my friend who <laughs> donated it to me, uh, and... Uh, oh, yeah! Oh, my God! Sorry, I'm just... I'm so slow on the uptake. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Are you kidding me, Josh? You just figured out it's the corgi? <laughs> I'm a dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Josh. Uh, so it's it's a girl, and so he's like she's like licking his face, and she's like really puffy, and he's like, I'm gonna call you Puff Puff, and he's like petting her, uh, and so now he has a dog that is called Puff Puff, but it is a celestial mastiff, uh, or, yeah, or something. Uh, the, su the suggestion on there would that be it, it would be a celestial mastiff. Don't worry about the stats; I've got that taken care of. But as far as you can tell, okay. it's uh, kind of a kind of a disheveled-looking, but excited uh, sort of. And, you know, probably uh, once it has maybe a little food in it, Lord knows how long it's been trapped down here in the dark, uh, not being fed and watered properly. And its fur is kind of matted. There's just like uh, mud and grime, and you know cavern slime and probably some blood now just sort of matted in there so it's really just a sight um but you can tell that there's this like um almost golden retriever color fur under there that uh once you when she gets cleaned up she'll probably be quite beautiful um so but when you when you when you call her puff puff she sort of yeah, and and like Aww. jumps her paws up on your shoulders and then you know and then you can see in the dark down here right no there's light here so um yeah there's no. there's okay, so light here when, when we get up when we get out of here we'll find a river get you a bath and maybe we can get a stick and you can play fetch and then we got a business times <laughs> So the, uh, the dog grows more excited uh, as it recovers a little bit and realizes it doesn't have to be in fear of its life at the moment. Um, so the rest of you, as you are uh, sort of discussing this new dagger that you found and divvying out some of the treasure, you can see uh, something that you missed on your first pass, Kari. On sort of the far side of the room, there is a small lectern, like a, just a very simple wooden stand. And... Uh, it's knocked kind of askew somewhere during the struggle, you're not sure, but laying in the shadows sort of behind it, you can see a book that has fallen sort of open pages down. Pick that up, and is it a black book by chance? It is. It is a small black bound, black leather-bound book. Mm. Ah, Kari, what do you have there? Have you, have you found it? Is this uh, what we came for? 
she kind of dangles it in front of him uh, teasingly, kind of like a cat toy. And as a matter of fact, it looks like I have found what we are looking for. And she tosses it and catches it. Oh god, we should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I would have to say that I have to agree somewhat with my, my little friend here. And who is this that you have here? Oh, that's Puff Puff. See, Puff Puff, that's Glass. He's super smart. So the uh, the dog just sort of pads over to you when when uh, Cloak talks and points, and it uh, sort of noses forward and sniffs at your hand. Ah, aren't you the sweet little thing? Uh, and uh, by uh, just any of my studies, do I realize that it is a celestial dog, that it's a special dog? Uh, it really doesn't look different enough right now for, for anything to okay. sort of uh, ping your awareness. Um, maybe once it gets cleaned up, something might be... Uh, Okay. Might be a little more apparent. I uh, just gave it a scratch behind the ears, and uh, well, it seemed to be friendly enough, and uh, does not seem to be uh, certainly grateful for your uh, saving him here. So, a good companion for so. you, I believe. I think right. so. I hope it. I hope it can come to libraries with us. I mean, this is, uh, she hasn't been talking to it oddly, so I, th I think I'll be okay. We should nice. be fine. Um, so I look around, um, if this is in fact what we came for, should we get the hell out of here, as our, as my little friend said, or was there anything else that you found, uh, Kari, as you took a loop around? I found the blood-drained bodies of four victims over there. I concur with the little one. We should leave. Yeah, Riordan, get your face out of that corpse we're leaving. Cain stands uh, and he walks over and slips an arm underneath Reardon's uh, sort of arm and drags him away from the blood uh, sort of very much you know those moments where chaos breaks out uh, and personal bodyguards like grab whoever they're charged with looking after and sort of yeah he grabs Reardon and begins to sort of muscle him out the door cool. I, have one, I have one question Who did anyone else yeah. pick up coins or did Cloak just take them all. That's why I was doing I this hand we gesture. Were, I figured we were, I figured oh, sure. we were I figured, it, yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't, I know, Kari I didn't gave it to everybody because she kept the three gems from the earlier episode. She's feeling a little bit of that guilt. Uh, so she's just like, here, everybody, have this stuff. And actually, Glaz was in the middle of his ritual, so unless someone hands him some, he probably doesn't isn't aware that it was found. So I won't say that I grabbed any. Uh, you all can uh, divvy it out however you'd like because uh, Glaz was I, I mean, busy. I mean, Cloak would if uh, if no one else grabbed anything, he would he would divvy out after we got out of the cave. Uh, mm -hmm. Not right now because it's not important. So yeah, just just on the off time outside of the cave, he would he would divvy it up. I don't know how we want to divvy it up since it's seventy and there's five of us. It's also yeah. in jewels and uh, other stuff as well. Yeah, we not just straight coins. Between episodes, let's <laughs> leave first. <laughs> yes, I want none of it. I, I, I've taken it off my character sheet. It is no longer my problem. That is all on you guys. Okay. Yeah, I've got it written down so we can work it out. Like we I'll, would. I'll work it out right now, and then once you get back to the end. Just... Kane's Kane, not doing this. Kane just muscles Raiden out the door. Like doesn't have sure. time for like people fussing over this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, as as these discussions are progressing, and Kane, you uh, you you go to kind of uh, help guide Riordan out of the area. He seems to be behaving a little bit strange. Um, 
and you know it just he seems a little off it's difficult to put your finger on um but it's not uh, something that you can really worry about too heavily right now uh, as you all make your way out of the just charnel house that this old chamber has become uh, since you arrived and and even before thanks to the activities of these strange black and uh, black and white clad fellows um, as you make your way out into the darkened tunnels remember that unless you guys bring any light with you you're in pitch black uh, so you find your way out into uh, retracing your steps which with uh, your two um, survival crafty rangers and uh, and also Kari's expertise you really don't have any chance of getting lost just uh, kind of tracing your way back out uh, all of you just sort of well not quite all of you so we'll say this does not apply to Glaz and Kari the rest of you have this just sort of like almost like a weight is settled over your shoulders and it, uh, you kind of noticed it in the back of your mind while you were there, but you were still kind of buzzing on adrenaline and uh, you know thrill of discovery on a couple of things and, and just all of the craziness that happened during and after that battle. Um, but as you go on, you just, you just feel kind of like you're being drugged down a little bit, if you know what I mean. It feels like, like just kind of a, j- just a malaise has sort of settled over you. You're, you're feeling off. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I will say that uh, Rioden seems to be showing it much more heavily than the rest of you for for whatever reason. He's gotten sullen, uh, a bit quiet and withdrawn. He's kind of kept to himself. Um, he doesn't really uh, converse, and he doesn't even really seem to be paying much attention to his surroundings as he walks. Can, can um, I roll a medicine to see if the the blood he drank was drugged? Um, sure. I just want to see if uh, I would I would pick that up. Let's see. I got a three. 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 Uh, You know, it's possible. It's hard to say. Those cults do crazy stuff, right? So they might have had their sacrifice victim all hopped up on who knows what. But, you know, you don't smell anything in any of the blood that, you know. Rodan's really high right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is this from uh my time with tia in the shadow realm um i'm sorry shadow realm right yeah shadow realm um am i am i is this similar is it something that i'm recognizing is that becoming um shadow touched i think oh well remember so so you're not feeling any of this right now yourself class um okay but um i'll go ahead and let you make a wisdom insight check okay uh, give me one second. Uh, you love that Dan calls out what it is for each one. Wisdom insight. Mm-hmm. Mm. There are no skill checks in fifth edition. There are ability checks to which skills might apply. <laughs> yeah. I love it. No, it's a uh, six for me. So yeah, I'm not picking up on anything. I was yeah. Not picking. Yeah, you're you're Super you're um. My friends. Right now, you're you're kind of just pinging through formula as you feel like you're you're basically on the verge of a breakthrough. And there were a couple of runic connections that you weren't quite sure how to make on your uh, on your map, and you think you've got it figured out. As soon as you get some time to settle down, you think you've you've uh, got the piece that was eluding you for now. So okay. that's sort of where your mind is at the moment. Uh, and so you can kind of backtrack 
through the tunnels, through the uh, the the old cistern chamber where you fought the shadows, and nothing remains of them. Their essence just completely dissolved away uh, once once you uh, slew them. Uh, you make your way back through the room where the cultists originally ambushed you. The cultists and acolytes with their ink and uh, and tattoos uh, marking their faces. Um, and you make your way back out into the cartways, past the bodies of the hired thugs that you slew, and you take a moment, Kane, thinking back, and you check their necks, and they are indeed all branded members of the Black Shields. I will sort of point this out to Cloak um, as we go past, just that, you know, yeah, once again, they are all confirmed. I might actually take a quick moment, they're branded, mm -hmm. I know we're leaving quickly, but I Kane will stop and draw his knife. Can I cut the brand uh, from his skin? Yeah, you want to take one? Sure. Yeah. Cool. I yep, no problem. Kane just sits down and you just kind of you just kind of grab a hold of it, pull it up so the skin stretches up, and then just one razor slice. You have a patch of skin with a brand on it. Sweet. Yep. Mm, human bacon. Long Cracklins. pig. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh you guys backtrack your way to uh a ladder that leads up to a trap door uh that you know that above there is just sort of an abandoned building that's almost all collapsed in the sort of uh in the lower uh lower zobek district near to the cobalt ghetto in an area that's uh pretty rough pretty worn down and uh quite neglected so you can make your way up the ladder and um, and out into oh. the, at this point, uh, you guys did a long rest. So we'll probably say glaring morning sun that stabs at Kari's eyes and she feels it prickling her flesh. She takes time to adjust slowly. Yeah, uh, the adjustment, unfortunately, as you've come to realize in the, the lighted world of Midgard is very minimal. Uh, it seems that... The, uh, you're just not accustomed to the presence of the sun. I just kind of try to bear with it, telling myself that, you know, just like the shadow takes over people that cross over, so eventually I too will come to deal with this. At least that's what she believes. Whether or not it's true, that would be nice. Matter, but yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> would be nice, just like a certain dark elf ranger that magically got to get rid of his... What? No big deal. Yeah, well, you know, he came up in second ed when they were allowed to acclimate. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, Cloak, as you make your way up the ladder, you have a moment and you're like, oh, puff, puff. And you go to, to look to try and figure out a way to get Puff Puff out a ladder because, you know, Hound can't really climb one. It's not stairs. Uh, you look and there she is standing at the top of the trap door tail just going oh oh how'd she do that well, she must have known a secret passage okay that's a, that's a long <laughs> explanation can i can i roll arcana uh uh sure uh 11 uh and i will actually give you advantage on this okay let's uh let's give that let's give that other roll Oh, uh, 18. All right, so there's no way in hell this dog just found a secret passage to, to get up a ladder. Something very strange is at work here. Um, 
and it looks like it just managed to get from some from one place to somewhere else, just on its own. Well, she should have gotten down here some way, so she probably knew a different way to get up there. And he's just climbing up the ladder. Okay. I'll follow. Uh, yeah, but some, <laughs> something strikes you. Something is very odd uh, about this dog. Okay. Yep. So you all uh, you all come up into the the just basically uh, it's a kind of a roofless walls remains of a building, and uh, and you step out into what is relatively fresh air. Uh, since the wind is is blowing in a favorable direction at the moment. Oh God, that's so good. Oh. <laughs> you uh, you step out onto the streets of Zobek, and you can see that at this point in the morning, uh, business is is bustling now. Uh, people are out and about. Uh, there is uh, uh, just sort of a cooling breeze, and you can see over the rooftops and uh, through the upper district, uh, where the the larger, more rich buildings sit on the hill, you can see distant the brooding black stain of Castle Shadowcrag, about a mile to the north, just sort of glowering down at uh, at the city of Zobek. So uh, Cloak would like kind of like walk out before everyone and go like, well. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you guys want to, guys want to go to like the tavern? Do you want to go to the rest at the end? I mean, we had a pretty long night. Uh, you know, the closest place to you from here would be the Wheat Chief Tavern. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Back to the Wheat Chief. That would be a good spot. Uh, and for uh, my friend Kari here, out of back into the shadows, out of the harsh light of day. Yes, indeed. I, she seems like she's almost getting a headache from it. Hey, do you want to wear right. my mask? I have tried masks before, my friend. Unfortunately, there is nothing that ail- saves me from the sun. Yeah, so, Kari, you can, like, pull your hood up to get a little bit of shade and respite, at least so it's not stabbing at your eyes, and kind of draw your, your cloak around you, which helps a little bit, but it's still, like, um, it, it's like when you walk around, it's the, the sun glare is just ramped up and everything is very saturated, right? It's, it's like this, all colors are kind of washed out because this light is just glaring off of everything around you. So I suddenly become Starfire and hide inside my cloak. <laughs> oh, okay, so, someone, like, please, one person. Oh, I, you love I, it. I, 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 f- I, figured, that. I figured you meant Raven. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that's it, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was going to I say. Was like, I was like, there. Starfire is like happy sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. All right. around. So, anyway, so cloak, you know that. Yeah. Yes, cloak. You know that the wheat chief is going to be the closest place, but you also know it's not the safest. It's kind of uh, if you need a smuggler or you want to hire some some rough hands for some illegal work, that's kind of the place you go. You guys will probably be fine. You're a well armed group who uh, has very recently seen some action. Unless someone's stupid or desperate, they're not going to screw with you. But Who it is a bit of a rougher us? place. Who yeah, that's what I was going to get the we park. Have... Yes. So you were hired by one of the magisters at the Arcane Collegium. Oh. Yes. I mean, I mean, we could just go there and then go to sure. a fancier place after, because I don't want to go to the shady place. But we could go to the shady <laughs> place. I have plans. It's up to you. I, um, um I would, perhaps turning in the book to uh get paid i assume uh 
I'm for, flipping uh, through the pages of the book, kind of reading it uh, as I'm underneath. Okay, so you, you pop open you pop open the book and you sort of like pull your hood down even farther to shadow it because when you first look at it, it's just this sign of kind of searing white from the sunlight glaring off of it. You can't even see the writing. So on the inside cover, you can make out in a very sort of uh, spidery hand in black ink is inscribed the musings of Werner Strauss. I'm sorry, the ruminations, the ruminations of Werner Strauss. Do I recognize the name at all? Uh, you can make me an intelligence history check. It's a 19. A 19. Oh, hello. Right. Yes, you, you definitely recognize the name Strauss. Uh, they were a merchant family, quite a powerful merchant family, and uh, about uh, 80. <laughs> He's Sorry. pretty darn good. No, it's good. Uh, about 90 years ago, uh, they were ruling Zobek. And in fact, they were ruling from the great ruin, uh, what is now a ruin of Castle Shadowcrag to the north, sitting up on that hill. Uh, and 90 years ago, there was a revolt against their tyrannical rule. And the people rose up against them. And uh, the temples of Rava, uh, in conjunction with uh, aid from the dwarven cantons, created the gear forged, the construct uh, people housing the souls of once living men and women. And uh, a, a great battle and, and struggle against the Strauss turned the tide and they were cast out and overthrown. And you know that they were accused of diabolism and uh, of trucking with shadow powers and pledging themselves to the shadow realm. Which, I mean, you know that mortals doing that are inevitably basically doomed. Did she mention any of uh, this out, out loud? I would have mouthed his name out loud. It was Strauss, sorry? Strauss. Uh, S-T-R-O-S-S. Rumination, ruminations of Strauss. There was a name before that, though. Werner. Werner Strauss. Werner. The revolt against the rule, temples of Rava in conjunction with the dwarves of who? The dwarves of the Iron Crag Cantons, mountains to the yeah, west mountains. of here. Yep, big mountains to the west still, of here. I still have to read my world book. <laughs> Kane, Kane can tell you all about the Iron Crags. <laughs> oh, I can tell you about the Iron Crags. They're, they're like, it's like Airbnb that you can never leave. Never fucking leave. And it's terrible. And okay. How'd you get out? Uh, so this is the rumination of Zernistros, uh in the ruins from Castle Shadowcrag. They revolted against uh, the rule in the temples of Rava in conjunction with the dwarfs in the Ironcrag Mountains that created the Gear Forge, and eventually they were able to turn the tide against Zernistros. I know that these people uh, pledged themselves to the Shadow Realm, and they uh, did diabolism uh, as frequently as they could. I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, you know, did I get all of that? <laughs> as frequently as yeah, that. sure, yeah. That, that's that's the broad strokes. Okay, I will uh, reiterate all of that uh, after I am done reading it. Kane, Close the book. Kane turns on you the second you say the word Stross and is like in your face. Well, that's good. He'd have to be because I wouldn't notice because I'd be looking down at the book <laughs> and he kind of like tears up and is. Yeah, it's like maybe a cloud passed in front of the sun because it's a little bit, uh, a little bit nicer. You get a little bit of reprieve, and then you look up, and no, no, Kane's just looming over you. I did not write the book. She says, taking the opportunity to get the owl scratch on the head. 
He doesn't look angry. He just looks concerned. And he holds his hand out, palm flat. Go upstairs. I I hold my arm out for the owl to see if it'll come to me. Well, I give him. Oh, the I'll book. trade you. I'll trade you the owl. Oh yeah! Finally, sure. fucking owl time! Yeah. <laughs> fucking owl time! He likes animals. If you guys want to go like get breakfast or something, so you guys can like read that book and then we can turn it on. I don't care. Yes, was our contract for sight unseen, or should we uh, see what we can glean from this? Um, Dan, there was no uh, there was no stipulation uh, about what you were to do with the book. You were just hired to retrieve it. Um, uh, you know that a copy of the book. You know that the book case. was uh, stolen from a uh, sort of a a restricted collection. So there's probably something in there that they want to keep her wraps on. Now, particularly once she starts talking about Strauss. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that pings, right? You, you've learned yeah, about, now, yeah, you've learned about Strauss the Strauss library. I mean, that's yep. from where I grew up, was the Strauss library. And now, yep. So, yeah, me hearing it, I'd be like, that, well, it is going to be very interesting or it is going to be very dangerous once we start reading that book. Probably we, both. Yes. Are we prepared to take on? Once something is learned, it is very hard to unlearn it. And once people know you have learned something, they and they don't want you to know it. They are going to try to make sure that it doesn't spread any further. We could be asking for trouble, but he just sort of raises an eyebrow and looks at everyone with a smile. What, what are you wondering about, Cloak? Uh, I want to look to see if someone has taken notice because he, he's talking about once we learn something strikes Cloak's paranoia. Like all of a sudden he's like, are they watching us? And then he's like looking <laughs> around. So you're just kind of um, you're just kind of looking around to see if any of the passersby are like taking note of you, paying attention, that sort of thing. Yeah. Or anyone anyone from that like hired us from when we took the job is like watching what we're doing right now. Okay, so yeah, so are you like are you like watching the crowd, or are you looking for hidden people who might be spying on you? Because um, there are people going back and forth about their morning business. Not not so much the crowd, people hi- trying to hide. Okay, go ahead and make me a, a wisdom perception check. All right, here we go. Fucking nope, crit fail. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, it looks like you guys are just sort of you, you kind of got out of the little uh, old decrepit building that you you entered the cartways through and then maybe got like half a block down and then just sort of petered out with your walking. And then all the bustle happened because of the book. So um, looking around, it looks like uh, nobody has really paid you any mind. And you don't see you don't see any uh, like lurking figures in alleyways or or uh, peeking out from behind shutters in, in windows. Uh, I mean, right now. I sort of look around and look at cloak. I do have a sort of midpoint option if we'd like to go go have these with this. Uh, if we find someplace quiet, I can take about ten minutes and see if there is any magic that is still lingering upon this book, which uh, could perhaps uh, bring more trouble than we were expecting. Whereas if it is just a book, as long as we do it discreetly, perhaps we can, um, you know, 
see what uh, I mean, was so interesting for someone to send us down into the cultways for this. I mean, we could just go back to that abandoned building. No one, no one was in there. That is true. I look to our companions. Do we want to take a few moments with this back uh, in the building we, which we were in? Get you out of the sun for a moment. Kari uh, is all Kari. about going back inside. She immediately starts walking over that way like, <laughs> oh, this is a fantastic idea. Uh, I'm going to start friend? rolling deception really loudly. I'm going to really, uh, uh, I'm going to start saying, uh, <laughs> I'm rolling loudly over here. Uh, what is a deception? I'm going to be like, oh my God. Uh, Kari is just so exhausted from the sun because she's been in a nightcore cave all this evening. We should put her back inside. So uh, you're basically, you're basically trying to misdirect anyone who might be listening to you? Yeah. A 13. Cloak is right, also so, turned paranoid when he hits civilization again. Okay, so I need you to roll that charisma deception check with disadvantage, please. Okay. Uh, so let's. Uh, that was a thirteen for that first roll. Sure. Uh, and this, it, it's a twelve for the second one. Okay. So so twelve, I believe, is your. He's just kind of yeah. you know he's like oh no oh, so so tired uh, uh, you know yeah. All right, so you, you've, you've put that, uh, that misdirection out there. If anybody's been listening to you, hopefully they'll be thrown off the scent. Yes, because so. we are so subtle. Uh, too, too damp here, a shadow thing, <laughs> and, and, uh, and a trollkin because I do not blend. But uh, yeah, so yeah. I turn us back around and head us back to the building so I can ritually cast Detect Magic on the book. Okay, um, so just and, kind of back into the, back into the, the shell of the building or... Or around the side. In some place where there's a sh some shade out of the direct sunlight sure. for uh, Kari. Um, I don't think going down, back down to the trapdoor is a good idea, but that's up to you, uh, Tia. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm, I have a silk rope and grappling hook, so whichever way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so I'll uh, go ahead and start uh, casting, uh, casting away. Um, you know, again, laying out the uh, laying out the the skin sure. and arranging the stones and placing the book in the center of it to see if there's any residual uh, magic. Okay, so the ten minutes passes. Um, the rest of you just kind of hanging out and watching. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of watching people go by and uh, that sure. kind of stuff. So I'm hanging um, out with the and... animals. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. Plus whiskey right now. And Cloak is sort of like shifting his weight from one foot to the other, kind of nervously as he watches people go by. Um, all right, so the 10 minutes pass, and you uh, you feel the spell take effect, and you begin sweeping your senses around for any traces of magic. Uh, obviously, you detect uh, any of the, the magic items in your possession, like the key, the, the new dagger, the potion. Mm -hmm. um, but the book itself does not reveal any magical auras. So there is no active magic on it. Well, that is this is good news. It, uh, it's just a book, so it's not going to be cursed or plague us with some horrible memories or flashbacks or whatever scary things uh, the scholars at Emia, the seniors, love to love to play tricks on the freshmen by uh, cursing their books. It is not much fun but uh this seems to be clear so uh, if we want to read it we can uh, just give it a perusal but again i figure we should probably uh sitting here in this building is probably nothing in that case we probably should head to uh the wheat chief and read it there or to the college arcanum 
uh, for me, little uh, adventure. It uh, you never know where the ley lines may call you, and this has fallen into our possession with uh, concerning a family that we are all seem to be somewhat familiar with. Perhaps we are being led. So as you uh, as you satisfy yourself that there's no active magic uh, on the book, as you sort of move it, you see that it leaves a shadow behind that kind of follows after it to your your uh, your enhanced senses, just like almost leaving this like tracer trail just a half second out of sync with it, and that kind of catches your attention, and you look again. And you're pretty satisfied that there's no magical aura, but when you move it, there's that that faint tracer of black. Huh. Now that I did not notice. Well, I've, have I seen anything like this before? I mean, uh, uh, is this you've, anything you've I've seen, experienced with? Uh, you, sure. Why don't you make me an intelligence arcana check? We'll see how well you can suss it out. But but you've seen okay. similar sorts of things. Yeah. Whether I want to do a full identify on this. Just to be, be on the safe side. Sure. Uh, give me one moment, please, uh, as I bring up... Uh, we are doing Arcana, you said? Yes. Oh, that's a dirty 20. Oh, nice. Uh, okay, so you've seen similar sorts of effects when you were on your archaeological digs, particularly when you're looking at real artifacts. Occasionally things that either were magic once or that had been around magic or associated with these things heavily might pick up these um, almost lingering traces. So that's what seems to be going on here. And that the way that shadow follows it, it's very clearly some manner of shadow magic trace, but it is not any sort of active spell or, or enchantment or anything like that. Ah, now there, I should have known uh, that shadow. Uh, if I can point it out to everybody else, uh, you see, it is not magic now, but it is either was magic at one point, or was in the presence of such strong magic for such a long time that it has uh, picked up an echo, perhaps is the best way to describe it, of uh, that magical power. It is definitely worth us possibly investigating what this contains. It um, sounds like shadow magic of my people traveling over the realms, doesn't it, from his exact description? Oh, absolutely. That sounds like it has been tainted with shadow magic. That would be Why a good guess. Why is the word tainted? It's it um, not. It's touched. my realm, you, so touched. You would probably, you would probably say touched. touched. Yeah. It's been touched by shadow magic. You mean tainted? <laughs> <laughs> I sort of look back and forth. She turns a cross eye like... on him for the first time ever, and it's just like... <laughs> he's, he's just smiling like... No, no. Um, All right. But yes, this is your area of expertise, Kari. Um, you are for, more familiar with it than I. It very easily could be shadow magic that has left this mark upon this book. If I try to view the book in dark vision or in different forms of light or anything like that, like candlelight, kind of spend some time experimenting with it, um, does it do anything, reveal any different hidden pages, texts, anything um, that I would think to do for shadow magic? You would probably want to be somewhere kind of indoors to do that, since a lot of that will be spoiled just by the ambient sunlight. Um, Mm. Doing it at night would probably be best. You Mm. should look Uh, at this at night. Ah, yes. Certainly under different stars, different conditions, different magics have different power. Um, Well, I think our decision is made then. To the uh, Wheat Chief and uh, 
perhaps get some rooms, some privacy, and do a little uh, afternoon reading. And uh, um, Glaz, you also know that there is a nicer uh, tavern that's actually right across from the Collegium itself called the Hedgehog that's run by an ex-Collegium oh, member. Yeah. Ah, yes. Uh, or we could go to some nicer, of my old... Uh, it'll be much nicer, safer, but people will be... So there'll be Collegium students there. There might be Collegium faculty there. There'll be people who are more likely to maybe recognize some of the stuff for what it is. Uh, so up to you how you want to approach that. I have an idea. A little safer, a little nicer. We just need to uh, take a moment to uh, uh, carefully uh, hide anything that we don't want uh, prying magical eyes to take a look at. But uh, we could head to uh, the Hedgehog, which is right there, all but across the street from where we have to deliver this anyway. Um, my old stomping grounds, in fact. Actually, no, they aren't. Would I? Yes, 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 I yes. I know of this place. Yep. Yes, I know of okay. this place. I have not been in town long, but I would have known. I, I, I you would, would know of it. it, it I mean, it would have been one of the first places you sought out. So, yes. So uh, perhaps there, a little bit nicer, a little safer for uh, what we want to do. Mm. Okay. Uh, I'm just making sure it's hedgehog, right? Yeah, the hedgehog. Hog's head. I'm sorry, hedgehog, not the hog's head. Hedgehog. Um, I will try to hide my shadow fey nature as much as possible, as much as my cloak allows. Can I hide my horns I mean, and stuff? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, not it's unheard okay, of right? for shadow fey. It's not unheard of for shadow fey to walk around Zobek. Um, but of, a shadow fey, two a... dampiers, and a gnome walking around together. Oh, you're, like, I'm you're... trying to like play down the, the the grandiose nature of our party, I well. guess. I would I say you are actually quite definitely yeah, Okay. Yeah. You are, are definitely strange, strange company. Thing? You guys are yeah. definitely strange company. Um, yeah, I would say that uh, Glass is probably the most uh, attention gathering and the most out of place, but Trollkin are, are known here as well. So, I mean, there are Trollkin mercenaries or, or craftsmen oh, right, that right, come right. through. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you guys want yep. to go to the Hedgehog, I mean, that's fine. But, I mean, what's the most population? Human here? Kobold? Uh, oh, definitely. Well, I mean, in the city in general? Definitely human. Yeah. You guys are yep. right on the edge of the Kobold ghetto, so that's all Kobold all the time in there. Um, yeah, I mean, like, for the most part, um, yeah, we stick out because everyone's mostly human, and humans are nosy. So, I, I both eyebrows raised. Look at Cloak. Humans are nosy, as Cloak has been basically bugging me since we first met about every little thing that I can possibly learn. I, I call that a childlike curiosity. They're nosy, okay? There is a difference. <laughs> curiosity killed the cat. Uh, at, at, uh, at one point, Riodan will pipe up and say, if you want a safe place to go, darlings, we could go to the Silk Scabbard. Is that a hey, is that rolls his eyes? Is that, a, like... is that one of those fuckhouses? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I love Someone you. clear <laughs> that right now. Someone <laughs> that right the well. fuck Oh, my uh, heavens. I was going to say, we all yes. have 3 p.m. I guess it's okay. 
It's fine. So, uh, it's an 18-plus channel. We can say fuckhouses, whatever. So, Kane, you know that it is indeed a fuckhouse, but it is a reputable one, at least. Um, and that's not their only stock and trade. They are also a tavern and inn uh, that have some services available. I... Kane notes. Do we all know that it's a brothel, or do does... Um... Probably at this point, just Riodan and Kane. I don't think uh, the rest of you have been around long enough to have run into this place. Unless you decide no, you I frequent only, such places, and then it's possible. I, I only I only question it because Riodan talks about like being with women all the time, so he's like, very much like Cloak is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it, what, what part of town is that in? Kane, uh, I'm... Kane will yep. lead. Kane knows. Yeah. Uh, so you lead the way, uh, and you know it's not too far from here, uh, as it happens. Uh, it is... It's right about where Lower Zobek, which is the district you're in, kind of is at the junction between that and Upper Zobek, right near the Cobalt Ghetto. So it's right by where you are. Oh, it's, um, it's right here. Did you yep. say Cobalt Ghetto? <laughs> yeah, the Cobalt Ghetto. That's some, yep. that's some good yeah. imagery there. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, dude, uh, awesome. So yeah, yeah, they were uh, they were at one point um, enslaved by the uh, Strauss family to work the mines and uh, and ply their their gear grinding trades and tinkering trades. Uh, and in the oh, they still do absolutely. But now they're, now they're but now they enjoy free. all the rights of all the rights of freedom. But they still have <laughs> their little quarter of the city uh, down on the southern end, next to the river. Um, uh, yeah, but the Cobalt Ghetto was—they um, were just kind of all forced into this very dense, densely packed, densely populated, and very dense and dark section of the city. Uh, you know that in there, the buildings are actually set up so their eaves touch over the very narrow streets, so no sunlight reaches the. Uh, the the, sea, the city streets there. Um, yes. So okay. you can lead the way, Kane, to the Silk Scabbard, which is not too far. So a few minutes later, you guys find yourselves uh, looking at sort of a nondescript building, a uh, nondescript two-story building. Uh, is there a guy on the door? Is it that kind of... Or can we just um, look in? You know that there is a kind of a there's not so much a guy at the door as it is like an entryway and they have to let you in. Kane so it's almost just, like, a, it's almost kind of like an airlock. Yeah. Kane will walk up uh, to, you know, the entranceway, uh, okay. step inside, rap on the, the other door. Okay. So you head up and there's a reinforced metal door with a little slide plate. And uh, so, I'm sorry, this is like, you, you step in through a normal looking door into like a little foyer, and then there's this steel door. Uh, you you rap on it, bang, bang, and the, uh, the uh, portal slides open, and you can see some eyes in there kind of glance around and take in everyone who's present. I believe you and Rio down are front and center. So uh, there's a little bit of a nod, the, uh, the window slides shut, and then you can hear a sudden clicking, clattering, and clanging of clockwork and gears as this metal panel slides open and uh, bids you inside. Uh, so as you make your way in, the very first thing you smell is uh, sort of a very light kind of perfumed incense 
that mingles with the smell of uh, freshly cooked food and um, maybe just a hint of uh, sort of a more pungent smoke, maybe something someone's smoking for recreation. Uh, and you can hear music and just sort of uh, low conversation and occasional laughter sort of uh, wash into the entryway. And you, uh, you make your way inside, and there is <laughs> a kill station. You don't need to worry about that. Something about a location hey. labeled kill station that's super fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for the DM, maybe. <laughs> it is. You guys are, you guys are, are uh, reputable guests. You have nothing to worry about. Uh, so the door opens up and you can see basically a small common room. There are, uh, tables to, uh, two sort of large round tables, uh, around which one of them, there's a grouping of just sort of, a uh, a grab bag of people from different walks of life. Some of them look fairly well dressed. Others look, uh, very plain and they seem to be playing cards. Uh, and there are stacks of money sort of sliding around the table. And they have drinks and a little bit of food next to them. Uh, there's a bar uh, standing nearby where you can see uh, sort of a um, uh, a, uh, a man wearing a long coat and sort of a narrow-brimmed felt hat. He's tall and kind of whipcord thin, uh, middle age toward the later end of middle age. But the way he moves, all of you can tell immediately that this is a man who knows how to handle himself in a fight. Uh, he is just sort of amiably pouring drinks at the moment for the patrons who come up and kind of leaning on the bar and making uh, making chit chat with them. And uh, you can see some booths against the south wall. And in the far side, it looks like they're even um, uh, like uh, fighting arenas or pits or stages, things that can be repurposed for a various uh, uh, various forms of entertainment. Corey sticks to the back of the group, kind of overwhelmed by all of this stuff, uh, and waits for the others to take the lead. Yeah, okay. Clark is uh, kind yeah. of like standing back there too, just like looking at everyone. Um, this was your idea. Glass is being very socially, socially, um, just not. He doesn't clue in. Um, he just kind of starts, just kind of marches uh, right in, uh, being socially kind of oblivious. Uh, kind of looks at Rio, then like uh, this is any other tavern, and goes. Uh, so shall we get the? Shall we go get the room for us? Um, and uh, so we can head up and have some privacy. Uh, <laughs> Kane like holds out a cautioning hand <laughs> and uh, leans in and. Uh, says brothel hold on hold on i spit trollkin fuck house <laughs> i point i point to cloak <laughs> like yes but so there's a room is here right it's for us to we we still need a room to go and take care of things whether the whether we have a company or not yes this is not a big deal or is this a big deal so as you guys are talking, uh, you see another human man uh, sort of come from one around the backside of one of the booths carrying a now empty tray, and he heads for the bar. And he is just a, a beefy fellow with a shaved head, and um, his appearance is very neat, and he wears a sleeveless vest 
with no shirt underneath it, which shows off just intricate tattoos rippling over his biceps and down his forearms. Uh, he has a thick black mustache, um, and he gives you uh, just sort of a uh, just sort of a, a nod as he looks over and sees you. And he goes behind the bar, talks quickly uh, quickly with the thin man, and they kind of exchange places. The uh, the thin individual in the long coat and the felt hat sort of uh, makes his way over, nods now and then to some of the patrons, and then casts his eyes on you. Uh, he walks up kind of spreads his hands, and as he gets closer, you can see that there are rings on his fingers, uh, gold and jewels, and his clothing is all very fine. It's silk, his coat is like brocade, uh, his boots are shiny, polished leather, and you can hear some metal clicking against the, the floor as he walks, and he sort of uh, nods his head once and says, Kane, Riodan, it's been a little while. Welcome back. Do I recognize this guy? Sure. Uh, you recognize him immediately as the proprietor of the place. This is Tyron. I just nod uh, to him, and uh, I'm going to... Can I get uh, some drinks at the bar? Sure. Yep. Yeah, I'll... So uh, basically, you just nod to him. He sort of returns the nod and doesn't really pay much attention to the rest of you and just sort of waves his hand toward the interior and then heads back toward uh, toward uh, a doorway behind next to the bar leading into the back. Strange question. Uh, is Kari familiar with the concept of brothels yet? Or, oh, certainly. Uh, because she I was... Okay. So. okay. Well, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I had the same question for Cloak. Uh, I mean, like, did the Wormwood have brothels? Um, I mean, they, you know, they have they have cities that work just like any other cities. So, okay. uh, I mean, sure, the concept is there, and you've been you've been abroad for a while, so yeah, you're you're aware of the concept. Okay. However, however, you wish to delve into those is up to you. And Kari, you'll know that there is a small out of the way settlement in the heart of the Shadow Phase realm within the Shadow Realm that's known as Dalliance, that is renowned for its ability to provide any pleasure you wish and can pay for and its ability to keep that discreet Kari starts looking around the room for something to keep discreet later then <laughs> all right uh so as you uh, make your way in and you head up to the bartender the uh just the massively muscled dude with the shaved head and the the tattooed arms he uh kind of grins this toothy grin at you under his big black mustache and says welcome what did i get you I look uh, to my companion. Um, uh, so um, he just kind of he just kind of stares at Kane for a second, like waiting expectantly for him to say something, and then he goes, "Hail <laughs> for you, friend." <laughs> Kane, like, Kane like gives him a shit-eating grin, just like you bastard, and yeah, just like one. And I point to Raiden to get him as usual as well. I believe it's a uh, it's a, a red wine for Riodin. He seems like the type. Yes. Sure. Uh, uh, can uh, question? I went through. Uh, I wonder how much it worth to get like a tub, and you guys fill it with like heated water, so I can get my dog a bath. Hmm. Well, so I drink water, and I want a bowl of water, a cup and a bowl. He kind of looks at the dog, looks at Cloak, looks over at Kane, and just kind of quirks an eyebrow, like serious. All right, all right. Keep the uh, keep the dog on its best behavior, and we have no problems, my little friend. Yes, 
Yeah, we've not we known each other a super long time. It's okay. She's very well trained. Excellent. Uh, well, if you want a room, that can be arranged as well, and we can arrange for a bath. So he uh, oh, he pours I water. He pours good. whatever drinks you guys order, and uh, and he uh, sets those out for you. And he says, if you need anything, my name is Drajan. Drajan. Great name. Um, so yes, you said right. a, a room. Well, in fact, a room would be uh, nice. And if the bath is in it, so we could do some wash up on the pup. That would be a, so how much would uh, a room uh, for us uh, be? Uh, so he quotes you just you know standard prices for lodgings. So uh, okay, uh, look I those up like real quick. And, uh, bronze or silver cloak. This is what he would do. Would put down one gold coin and be like, oh, "We just need the room for the uh, you know uh, until probably the evening time, right? Right, Kari? The evening, and then then we're good." She looks sure. around the room and goes, "I may need a bit longer." Do you need your yeah. <laughs> so just a room. Uh, this is a this is essentially a com- this is a comfortable inn. So it's eight silver pieces for a day's stay. If you want any other services, it will be more. For it's me, how much? Eight silver. Altogether, right? Uh, Plaz will... Well, you put a gold yeah, I mean, on the... I, on the I, I put a gold yeah, point that, on it. So, like, yeah, so that'll... Re, re, yeah, I just, I just want the room. Glass, we can split the room. I don't know what they want to do. Um, I poke you because I know you had the gold and I kind of hold my hand out. <laughs> I want to break I, okay. that I stole oh, from yeah. the party. So I give... I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot. And I give you 14 gold. And then okay. uh, anyone else, I, I split up the money. I was like, yeah, I I, I'm sorry. I, the 14th. I, I take 12, put two on the counter. Okay. I put Give three on the counter. I put four <laughs> on the counter. Fuck you. Glad <laughs> <laughs> is just. Um, did you not hear him correctly? He was saying that it was eight silver and you were putting down quite a bit of gold. Um, that, no, I, I, I waved a couple of girls. Class, whatever explain it later. But uh, it, the room is only eight silver. I do not understand. Oh, whatever. Look, as you drag me off. <laughs> I, 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 I look what? over what? to Kane and give him a wink. People just want to meet each other, but they don't want it to happen during natural minutes. They want you to pay money. And he's, he, and he's walking upstairs. Explain <laughs> prostitution to Glass. <laughs> <laughs> I got like. So it's kind of like a tutor. Kind of like yeah. how we had to pay for tutors back at school. Oh, I get that now. Yes, they are quite expensive I... to get a tutor. <laughs> My student debt yeah. is through the roof, Glass. And I get <laughs> And I... Oh, oh, um, Kari doesn't actually drink, uh, but she takes part in the house's people. The house has a wide variety of peoples, uh, both uh, men and women, and uh, several of various different racial stocks as well. So there are uh, humans, there is uh, an elf marked, half-elf, there are dwarves, and so there's quite a bit to choose from if you have a particular fancy, and you can uh, avail yourself of that for the day uh, with no problem. If anyone wants companionship, that's going to run you an extra two gold. Yep, that's, that's why I put three gold yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, so you'll be set then. Judas, uh, right? So, and women. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we, we, they we will... Character by. It's good. Sorry, All right. Sorry. 
No, no problem. Uh, so who all is taking advantage of the rooms and uh, and companionship? Just so Kari, anybody else? I'm planning uh, on reading. Yeah. Reading. Of course you are. <laughs> okay. Of course you I'm are. I'm, it's I'm not like we're out there potentially dying. Yeah, I'm, right. ba I'm bathing. I'm bathing uh, Puff Puff, and then then uh, I'm gonna join Glaz in reading. Okay. Yes. No problem. All right, so uh, you guys have a good plenty of time uh, to wash away some of the troubles that you encountered down in the cartways and refresh yourselves one way or the other. Yeah. The is this going to be our, our long rest? Uh, oh, or... uh, well, you can only take one long rest per 24 hours, so you'll have to wait until oh, tonight okay. to actually take a long cool. rest. That's fine. But this is, no I mean, problem. you can kind of just basically spend the yeah. day scrubbing off battle and you know death and Perfect. all of that horribleness. Yeah, All right, so uh, washing the dog, you end up with a tub just full of filthy water and sludge. And uh, once you once you wash all of that grime out of its fur, and she just sort of sits there, uh, you know, stands or sits alternately as you need, um, doesn't fight you at all, and and seems to be thoroughly enjoying the uh, the scrubbing. Okay, awesome. Um, I, th I imagine, uh, it's a kind of like a system where like I, I can drain the water and then like pull a lever and then like more, they, more water comes in like heated water. So I can like, yeah. uh, get a rotation of water. Yeah. He probably, yeah, they essentially, they essentially have some, some plumbing, not quite as extensive as we have, but, but yes, you can, you can pull in new heated water. I'm always amazed the at Zoldek and the wonderful inventions they have here. One of the, the lovely things about living in Zobek is they have things like clockwork doors. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that, that's, that's super amazing. I remember, that, you know, it's better than cleaning in a river. Uh, but, um, I mean, don't forget, you know, clean up and make sure you clean your rooms too because you don't want it to get, like, all stinky and then your arm falls off. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> good advice. It's just, it's interesting to see things happening uh, without just always being done by magic. Uh, Bimia was just magic everywhere, so it is quite interesting, but yes, it is good to go ahead and uh, bathe. You know, I, I must say, my friend, uh, Cloak, back at the... Back at school, I was, uh, you know, I always stood out, of course, but I also seemed to be, like, the strongest and the heartiest of all of my fellow uh, wizards. I'm finding that that is not the case here. You, uh... Quite frankly, saved my life twice. I, I thank you for that. No problem, man. I mean, we study together, and so, like, we're going to make sure that, you know, uh, we learn as much as, like, we can, and, like, there's so much to learn, and, like, you're my learning buddy, because, you know, obviously, with the other ones, they are not They're easily studying. distracted, I have found. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, by tutors, right? Uh, but uh, yes, so I do appreciate. I think I need to learn to not. Whereas back at school, I always was the one running in first. Maybe perhaps I should stand back a little further next time. Maybe a little bit. I mean, even I got knocked down, and I, I like I could take a hit, and they hit me pretty hard. I tell you. And then, like, uh, and then uh, I, I think I think it's something to do with uh, how hardy I am. I just jump back up. Uh, or maybe Corey healed me, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know Once which one to say for sure, um, you know. But um, and then I imagine cloaks like clinging off the dog. Is it like all of a sudden there's like a, a, a shimmer to the fur? So it's like as you guys are talking, you kind of look back over and and do keep in mind, uh, uh, Loke, as you're you're doing your thing, you still have that just kind of 
almost like just that that inexplicably shitty day weight just sort of bearing down on you. Okay. Um, and that that doesn't really go away. Uh, so that that just sort of time kind of sticks with you. You know, you, it's it's like you're just having a real off kind of down day. Um, okay. But you look over, and yeah, as the 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 mud and blood and catacomb grime has cleared away from this this poor dog, it has this just luminous golden brown fur that almost seems to sparkle a little bit in the uh, in the lamplight. Um, have a shiny puppy. Uh, so it, her tongue sort of lolls out in a big doggy grin, and her eyes, now that you can kind of see them clearly, are silver like almost metallic looking without without like without like getting up close it might kind of pass off as sort of a sort of a bluish eyed dog which isn't terribly unheard of but now you're kind of you know scrubbing her face off you're getting right up in there uh her her irises glitter with this this metallic sheen your your puppy Uh, is beautiful close it's shining i all right this is i don't can i roll nature um Yes, with advantage. Yes, right. uh, is this kicking in anything from my studies of the arcane or from old, uh, old civilizations or things like that? Um, I don't think this it's one fine. intersects your your areas of study terribly much. That's cool. Uh, I got a fourteen. A fourteen. So you remember hearing just kind of vague stories of these strange hounds that would sometimes be seen roaming the woods. Uh, not necessarily the wormwood sometimes, but not for a long, long time. Not since before all of the uh, since before the the bargain with grandmother collapsed. Uh, of these strange hounds that uh, were said to walk between worlds, oh, and sorry. and some of these descriptions are are tricking are, are kind of some of these features are tripping your uh, your description your, your your memory of these stories. Uh, so. So you know that you're all you're all you talk about the ley lines and all that kind of stuff, right? These yes. dogs, so these dogs are able to, or it's like if you look at the eyes, so they're very similar. They're very they're they're, they're like a very good animal, and they are uh, they they're actually able to like walk in between the planes, and uh, uh and it's a, that's why that's why she was able to get. Don't tell anyone else because I I don't want them to be like, oh, let's try to sell the puppy for you know sex, and then I'd be like, no, don't sell no my puppy. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, uh, I I mean, like, um, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, um, I think, I think, I don't know the name, Dan. Right? You don't. No. I don't remember what they're called, but that's that's the general uh, nature. They're like somewhat uh, inherently magical. That is fascinating. That's amazing. I wonder if, huh, you know, I've often heard that uh, dogs are able to hear things that, uh, that the rest of us are not able to. You know, I've, my whole life, I have heard uh, what I now know to be the ley lines. I wonder if, in fact, this dog hears the same music that I do. Huh, something for further research. I mean, well, I wonder, perhaps I wonder if, if you uh, perhaps if you find a ley line, you can see if uh, if Puff Puff reacts to it in any way. 
Ooh, I mean, this, this, I mean, after we turned in this book and then we got nothing to do, I mean, we might go find the closest deadline and see if there's anything that, uh, that would happen. And maybe, maybe with having Puff Puff, we can hear the, maybe we can all hear the music. Maybe. That is perhaps the thing. It is, it is interesting. It is, uh, I've been, I've, have been studying to try to locate and bind myself to ley lines. I've not quite mastered it yet, but around this area, there are quite a few uh, different ones. I, I, uh, I'm used to the and ones that go to the city? Um, they go near the city, correct? Uh, I mean, the major ones I know are near the city. I assume there might be some smaller ones that run around, like little weak ones. I know the big ones are it's sort of away, right? It's possible. Uh, Bemia, the ones run into and through the city because they have manipulated the absolute crap out of them, and because they built right. the city as a essentially a giant binding seal to pull them in. Um, right. They actually changed the course of the ley lines back in the heyday of the the megocracies. So, right. uh, and, uh, you know, and that's how you get the Western wastes. So, <laughs> well, yeah. and you know, it's not the, the... class. I I, I want to be frank for a second. Um, yes. Are you are you feeling okay? Uh, yes. Are you not? I I mean, it just feels like I'm having a shitty day, but I'm not having a shitty day. Uh, when did this start? There are many things that can sometimes affect you. Uh, I hope you didn't pick something up down there. Oh, uh, uh, never mind. I, that would be meta. I'm sure. It was a strange, um, strange language that he spoke. I can at least say that, right? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. And it, and it had I a mean, just effect on thinking, all the other animals. Think, thinking back to that language when he, when you, uh, when you cast your ice knife at him or your chromatic orb at him, and he snuffed mm -hmm. it out, that word he barked. Just thinking about it makes your head throb. Oh yes. Um, perhaps. When words can have that effect and just the sounds of them be quite so unnerving, maybe it has stuck with you. What, what about that black smoke mist? Were you affected by that? You were not. I was not. Uh, no. That was when everyone went blind, if you recall. Oh, right, that, right. That, that burst of sort of darkness that washed over everyone. Can I roll an arcana to see if there is a residual effect from that? Um, sure, you can make an intelligence arcana check with disadvantage because diagnosing yourself is difficult. Okay. So if you like, think about this as almost a very mild depression that's kind of settled over you. Okay. Um, so I'm mad that you said disadvantage. But I'm also happy at the same time because my first roll is a 19 and I was like, fuck. I was like, nah, my second roll is going to be shit. And then I rolled a nat 20 and then I was like, nice. Fuck. All right. So it's a 19. Uh, <laughs> 19. Uh, um, 21. No, 21. 21 in total. So there was all kinds of hideous dark magic flying around in there. And it's very possible mm. there could be some lingering effects. Um, in fact, now that you mention mm. it, 
despite you know some of you nearly dying i think you in included in your battle with the shadows once you guys had patched yourselves up from that and taken a rest you were ready to face the next challenge you were you were feeling pretty good and uh it was only in kind of the aftermath of that last battle with all of that horrible weirdness where you found the book and where you found puff puff it's only as you were coming down from that that this malaise sort of settled over you yeah it's 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 only after when we fought the the weird um scythe man and, and like the shadows i didn't feel it and or anything like that it's just i don't know it's just like like i'm kind of bummed out and that's i don't know i'm not well, usually bummed out perhaps if you take a Tell you what, there's a bed in here. The dog is clean. Uh, why don't the two of you curl up, get some rest? It has had hell of a hell of a day, or a hell of a week, or a, who knows how long it's had a hell of a. Uh, why don't you get a little bit, a little rest, and I will start reading this book, and uh, hopefully you will feel better. better. I will stay on the bed, and I want to read your uh, your uh, uh, skin with the layers on it. And I'll be uh, resting at the same time and enjoying reading. Um, um, I, I guess uh, just be very, very careful with it. Um, it is, it is very important to me. Um, well, it's thick leather. It's not like I'm going to rip it. And then that is true. That is, and it is tattooed. So I, I guess just uh, it, uh, he's a I'm little no master. <laughs> The ranger yeah. asks to borrow the wizard's spell book. What could go wrong? <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm like, Rrr. but uh, actually, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was going to say, I, I know what you're going for here. So, yes, uh, I will. I'll be like, I will. I will be right here keeping an eye on you because. And uh, yes, I actually will take my skin off and allow him to. There's to almost study. no chance he can accidentally trigger anything by. Uh, by yeah. Over and, uh, I, I sort of point out then. I just, uh, I, I kind of nudge him. I'm like, I point to uh, grandmother's walk, which is marked on the map, and go, don't do any funny stuff. Grandmother is watching. And as I point, and I point to the Ooh. ley line <laughs> and give him, and I give him a nudge. Not really. So, yeah, he shows it. you this it's big curving line <laughs> marked grandmother's walk that, that sort of twists around by the, uh, the wormwood. She could just break her fucking luck. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I laugh and all right. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll I'll start to read and I'll let you guys see what the other folks have gotten themselves sure. to. So uh all right, Kari and uh and Kane, have you guys retired to some of the pleasure rooms? Is that uh is that what I was taken to understand? All right. So uh you uh, have yourselves quite an invigorating and relaxing afternoon uh, with diversions as you prefer. Uh, when you come out, uh, eventually emerging from your chambers, uh, you see that Riodan is at one of the side booths, uh, kind of across from the bar and the gambling tables down on the main floor. Uh, and he's, he's sort of... Um, sitting kind of sideways on the booth uh the booth bench and there's uh two empty wine glasses in front of him and there is a um a human woman with just raven black hair that tumbles in these kind of broad loose curls across her shoulders and down her back and she's wearing this um simple but immaculately cut uh red and uh, red and black dress 
and uh, she's looks like she has just recently come over to him, and she kind of leans down and gives him a, a gentle kiss on each cheek and uh, kind of draws him up and starts taking him uh, toward the back hallway. And she uh, sort of sweeps her dark, glittering eyes over the two of you as you, uh, you emerge. She gives a very polite nod to Kari and a dazzling smile to Kane. And she says, well, it's been a little while. There were rumors that you died. I'm happy to see that they're false. Oh, whoa, whoa. This is called you do. This for a reason, Dan. We have to go back into those rooms and roleplay everything that happened. No. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, yes. I'm not you, do okay. you, you do recognize her, Kane. This is Kajia, the madam, who oversees the um, pleasurable pursuits in the Silk Scabbard. Okay. I nod uh, in appreciation, raise my glass. Uh seem to look to Riordan just to sort of uh, he kind of gives you just a little bit of a, a, a head bow and just sort of goes with her back into the uh, back into the back so you know that those two have an interesting relationship um, you suspect that they know each other from way back somehow but you're not quite sure how uh, you know that this is one of the contacts that he had when he when you guys first came to Zobek Right. Okay. Okay. Well, um, in which case, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll leave them to it for now because I imagine they're probably. Is it? Does it look like they're going back there to talk, or does it look like they're going back there for other things? Uh, it does not look like they're going back there for other things. If you know what I mean. Uh, no, it looks like they have um, almost like a distant relation or, you know, uh, extended family sort of rapport. And it looks right, like yeah. she is um, expressing some concern and care and kind of uh, almost mothering him a little bit. Uh, and you know that, that that fits her personality with her um, her charges here at the Silk Scabbard. You also know that it, you, if you offend her, that's a good way to get yourself blacklisted. Um, she yeah. watches over the um, her, her girls and boys like a mother bear, and you do not want to poke her. Okay. Uh, Kane will leave them uh, to it and uh, see what the others are doing. See if um, sure oh, they're actually. Uh, <laughs> so I just looked so... up and realized they're actually gone. Like, oh, they're okay. gone. Yeah. So uh, they retired to some of the larger to one of the larger rooms with a tub. So who knows whenever they're going to be back? But you know, uh, you see that uh, that Kari is finished, and you guys can search out some drinks or some uh, some games or some conversation with patrons, whatever you're looking for. And if is you just want to wait for the other two to be done, is there any kind of gambling to be done? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know that there is uh, gambling on both floors of the establishment. Um, that you can see some cards being played at the two tables down here, and there's a stairwell back by the door where you came in that leads up to the second floor, where there are many more tables and uh, and kind of a secondary bar. I am going to uh, look to carry and hook a thumb towards the uh, tables where gambling is being taking place. All right. Okay, so... Uh, Alright, what do you think? He sort of uh, gestures up toward the uh, the second floor. 
I hear tale of a, a fighting pit somewhere in here. Yes, is... you can see that there are two fighting rings um, not too far from the tables where you're at. It doesn't look like there are any bouts or matches happening right now, but uh, uh, certainly it... it looks like that sort of stuff does get going on here. Mm, I'll go with him up gambling then. Could, could a fight take place? Could, like, we all go I a fight? I point to you, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, if, if if you guys decide you want to uh, you want to have a go of it, you can talk to Jitka the pit boss and see about arranging it. Yeah, I'll step up. No spells. All right. He nods. No spells. All right. Uh, so I you can no go find. So before you go in. Not that, <laughs> you don't know right, that, though. Can, yeah, <laughs> just a fair just match. No, spell. no spells. <laughs> no spells left. Uh, yeah, so you can um, you can track down Jitka. You know that he is uh, of Kariv descent, so he's from the plains, uh, and uh, their sort of national industry is banditry and raiding, so he's a bit of a, a hard man, and he oversees the... Uh, the pit fights. So you find him at one of the tables uh, where he has kind of long black hair bound back in a, a leather cord and just sort of a nasty looking scar uh, that gouges down his weathered face, sort of slices into his mustache across his lip and down across his beard and through his chin. So he, uh, he kind of looks up from where he's um, sort of he's leaning over a mug of ale and it looks like he's going through some papers uh just sort of making marks with a, a charcoal pencil I push and he looks up Karen at you gently forward to uh sort of speak on our behalf i look at him like you didn't need to push me i know that you never talk up a defensive hand as if to say leave it in the ring <laughs> um my companion and I would like to test our fighting skills. He kind of looks you both up and down. Well, that we can do. You got a thirst for blood. You can go draw some of it in the pit. Kane shoots him a wink. <laughs> this is not his first time here. <laughs> so let's I make this interesting and see some coins. I'd say five silver each, winner take all. I take out oh, gold and put it down. <laughs> I don't have any oh. silver pieces. Yeah. I'm not trying to look flashy or showy or anything. I don't have uh, any but you just... Yeah, kind of match. Right, this All is right. very important. Have you done any leveling up? Because we haven't slept yet, so I presume you're, you haven't leveled up. Uh, I added my hit points in, I think. Yeah, so I'm at 11 hit points right now. That is more than uh, level one hit points. I've not done anything else. I don't, I'm assuming I don't get my channel divinity until we do a long rest. I have cantrips you actually, available to me. You actually do. You get access to those things uh, immediately. Uh, you just oh. don't get to prepare new spells. Okay. Oh, well. so no spells. You said no spells already, so no spells. Right. <laughs> uh, Kane, did you do your leveling up for hit points? Uh, no, not yet. And because well, let's uh, let's go ahead and do that way. now. So if you wanna if you wanna roll it, you may roll it. If you wanna take the static, you may. <laughs> Can I text you? <laughs> I'm not Can doing anything sneaky. Just totally unrelated. <laughs> sure. 
Uh, just give me one second. Yep. And while that goes on, and I am suddenly betrayed, <laughs> Talk school, I know how you feel now. I am being betrayed. It's happening. Oh, imagine <laughs> that. Yeah. Imagine that. You could you see the sympathy on my face that someone is betraying you with the DM. The sympathetic leap. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell me all about betrayal and sympathy, Squall. Yeah. I was just playing my character. That is Josh. What he does as a player. Hey, I'm an all round good guy. Uh, so it's a. Yeah. So uh, I saw you waving the uh, cloak. Did you have a thing? Yeah, what no, do you I was just waving because I'm the only person that's probably not betrayed anyone here because you guys haven't played <laughs> with me ever. So <laughs> that's the only reason. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> only reason. Okay, yeah, I will uh, step into. Uh, I'll step up to to this, as I'm inevitably being screwed over by Tia. Oh, I think you'll be fine. All right, so uh, so Jitka takes your money, and he leads you over to. Um, uh, he leads you over to the pit, and uh, some patrons you can see kind of look around to each other, murmur nod over they lay their cards down and start passing coins <laughs> as uh, as you guys approach the pit um all right uh tia why don't you go ahead and make me a uh a dexterity check for you know what uh okay uh just the check itself straight out if i understood what you were asking correctly Okay, uh, I'm gonna whisper you that for that. Yeah. Oh, you high scumbag. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, that before that, and then that. So give me one second. That before that, and then that. And then, what? Yeah. This is. I, I want to like a play by play after this is all over so I can yeah. be like, okay. <laughs> You know that one time we're hanging out with that I one dude think, and that thing happened? I don't think it works. I don't think it works. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Kane, you catch a sight of her as she sort of reaches up toward her uh, little, like, panther claw amulet that she wears around her neck that you know is her holy symbol, and it looks like she's starting to pray. I look at her... She's trying and to do I it real just, subtly, like she goes oh, up yeah, and she yeah, starts like, she starts binding her hair back. She's binding her hair back, making sure it's tight, and one hand reaches toward her medallion. <laughs> I dead ball, like dead eye ball her, just... It is to right, so you... pray to my god before every battle. So you, uh, yeah, you... You see that he sees you, Kari. Uh, do you, do you I'm proceed? trying to play it off like it's just a regular prayer. It's roll me, not roll me a, a deception, motherfucker. It's not, you know. Oh, you know what? I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. We, we there's some too many DMs in the house. There's a little. There's a little something that I spaced. We're gonna need to back it up just a second. Riodan, as you uh, as you're heading towards the pit, you're sort of cracking your knuckles and, and working yourself up and you're you're trying to get focused but your thoughts are sort of borne down by this just this 
nasty weight that's been then kind of weighing on you ever since this just dark business down in the cartways. And so you do not, in fact, because of this distraction, notice her uh, doing this business. So t you may call on your channel divinity. Okay. Uh, to, to, to give you a mechanical uh, explanation, you have disadvantage on um, some wisdom and charisma checks at the moment. So your passive perception is reduced. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. So you miss you miss her doing that. All right. So you guys hop down into the pit, and you can see some uh, some patrons start to uh, come over and just lean up toward the rail with interest. Uh, and so, uh, as you get down there, Jitka looks at both of you and says, "What'll it be then? Knuckles or weapons?" I look at Kane. No, I look at Gary. Oh, she lifts her fists up and he says, all right, then. Then when uh, one of you begs for mercy or can't, fights over. Now let's see some blood. And he sort of bangs his fist on the rail. So uh, why don't we roll initiative? I got a seven. <laughs> I got a six. Oh, I got so weird. weird. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, quick. Yeah, we are the quickest. Uh... I'm really sizing <laughs> each other up for this, you know? Nice and calm, <laughs> nice and slow. Right. Uh, so you have a seven, Riodan. Uh, Carrie, do you just eight. have a six? Uh, oh, sorry, I, I think you have something more along the lines of a 16, don't you? Is that included for... Okay, yeah, okay. Well, everybody knows. Cat's out of the bag now. I use my channel yeah. divinity to use my shadow... Or sorry, the plus ten bonus to any dexterity or ability check uh, made by me or somebody within thirty feet. I, I didn't write down how long that lasts, though. I thought it was possibly a one turn thing, so or one check um, thing. Well, that's that's Copy. the you know, yeah. Ch -ch -ch -ch. Feline finesse. Uh, you can use your channel divinity to add a plus ten bonus to any dexterity, ability, ch or skill check made by you or someone else who designate. So it's on one thing. What were you wanting to use it on, if not? That's what I had divinity? messaged you about, just in case that situation comes up. I'll be prepared for it. So oh, uh, I just have it kind of like if it's possible to store it. Oh, I like guess? you can't. You can't. No, it's you got to do it when you're doing the when you're doing the check. So it's Shit, like okay. when you're. You can use it is when that... the fight's getting ready to start right now. Okay, is uh, is Channel Divinity a full action then? Yeah. It is, yeah. I probably won't do that then. I don't, it'll be... Okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to guess it pretty accurately, and I don't think that's going to happen. Could I then uh, have changed that? No, okay, never mind. I won't. That's just too meta. <laughs> uh, I was going to change it to True Strike then, uh, just as a cantrip on him. Uh, but that's okay. I didn't read the mechanics. Uh, casting a spell is very visible if it has, uh, you know, verbal and somatic components. It's so that without only somatic, so only somatic. Okay, only there you somatic. Go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's see. It's punching time, I believe. Riodan, you're up. Oh man, it's okay. Kane. 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 Still Kane. <laughs> Still Kane. For reals, I know um... it. I'm going to walk up and I'm going to uh, just make a quick jab straight up as we're going fists only. Are we taking armor off? Or are we... Not as um, far as I know. You guys didn't, so unarmed strike. How do you do an unarmed strike in uh, this program? 
It's a strength-based melee attack, uh, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just strength plus... Just strength? So strength plus... Strength and proficiency bonus. Oh, okay. No, there's still an attack, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah that's the attack roll. Uh, pff, I do not hit him. <laughs> well, it's, it's his turn first, so go ahead and make oh, your attack roll. Okay. I rolled a, a 13. Uh, 13, 16 doesn't oh, hit me 13. at all. I just... No, that's why I'm asking right, about yes, armor. Right. Yeah, she throws her guard up and knocks it away, and then she tries to counterattack with a quick elbow to your throat, and you just sort of uh, step back. And uh, your turn. Uh, 15, getting closer. Uh, <laughs> All right, so he drives back in with a flurry of punches, and uh, you're able to slap each one away quickly and deftly, Kari. Nope. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm not able to land hits on him. Strength is my dumb stat, so this is going to be a long fight. <laughs> 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 20 hits. Yeah, All right, so, so after just this quick flurry of back-and-forth jabs, uh, quick elbows, and short stick uh, strikes, he just comes in with this uh, uppercut and just cracks you right under the jaw. Oh. So you deal one plus your strength bonus in, uh, in bludgeoning damage. That's full damage. All right, so you take a, a, a pretty pretty solid strike uh, to your jaw, kind of clacks your teeth together, rings your bell a little bit. Oh, how I do you how do you respond? Uh, I kind of want to swing out with my shield and attempt to hit him. Oh, you're gonna uh, shield bash him? Yeah, I mean, I mean he were keeping armor on, so yeah, absolutely. Sure. Oh yeah, that's not a uh, that's, okay. Fists swings a shield at me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's going to be an exercise. <laughs> that's a that's a that's, that's a, a that's a that. Can oh. we take her shield off her? Um. Uh. Okay. So Kane, go ahead and make a uh, strength athletics check, and Kari, you can oppose this with uh, dexterity acrobatics. As you strike out with your shield, he kind of grabs it at the rim and tries to wrench it off your arm. That's a oh, uh, I got twenty. Twenty-four. Oh. 20 to 24. All right. You uh, hear the pin on the buckle on your shield kind of ping as he bends it out of place and wrenches the shield off and tosses it to the side and kind of huh, shakes out his arm. So drop your shield, shield two, right? bonus. It is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so drop your AC by two. Okay. I'm just going to try and, and remember uh, that. I uh, put it on notes here. Okay. Got it. Uh, we go continue. Uh, so that'll be... Uh, That'll be Kari's strike, I believe, since you just disarmed her of her shield. Yep. Oh my gosh, I cannot hit oh. anything. It's like I'm flailing like this at him right now. Like I got a one <laughs> and then a two. Like it's just bad. Uh, ten oh, minutes. No. Like I've never minutes. seen battle. Well, uh, mm -hmm. actually, it's not going too bad. Like you're uh, you're able to deflect and and roll out of the way of most of his blows it's just the one that's caught you so far so everybody is uh is actually starting to kind of like drum on the railings now and um uh glass and cloak you can hear some ruckus starting to to filter up from downstairs you can hear pounding and shouting and uh and yeah hit her again kind of filters up to you <laughs> <laughs> I would just uh, so, look at Glass at that point and uh, be like, oh, they're probably falling again. And he just goes back uh, to like, looking at the ley lines. Puff yeah, Puff kind of tilts her head to the side and gives a little... Uh, Alright, Kari, it's your turn, I believe. Uh, ooh, let me try to actually roll... You can add 20! Yes! Oh. Okay. Woo! 
All right. So uh, after he kind of uh, throws a punch at your ribs, you just sort of take it on your uh, on your studded leather armor, I believe you wear. Is that right? Yeah. Or is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, you just you, you just take it in the studded leather, and uh, you trap his arm and sort of force him to bend down a little bit and just drive your elbow into his nose. So uh, you will deal two points plus your strength bonus. Uh, my strength bonus is negative one, so... So you take oh one. You take, yeah. <laughs> you take one point of bludgeoning damage uh, as uh. she clocks you right across the face. Uh, so that's, literally, she can't do any damage unless she rolls a nat 20. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say on a punch. It's always one. In general, in fifth edition, there is not a minimum of one, but I'm saying on a solid punch, I'm giving it a minimum of one. Also, Kari doesn't know this. Kari doesn't know how weak she is. She thinks she's raised a fighter. So she's going in fully intending that uh, she's going to do this. One Realizing that if she wants to do this, she needs a she needs a level of monk. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kane, how do you answer? No, on, a, on a 10, uh, no, no luck. No luck at all. Uh, All right, so you kind of try and straighten up and drive your knee into her as she she comes in close with the elbow, and she just kind of places both hands on it and hops backward, using your momentum to get out of your reach. Kari, your strike. Uh, uh, Nope, that is another noodle arm coming his way. (laughs) Damn, we are I'm... I'm being cautious now. It looks, like, it looks great, now. but it's like one of those things where you somebody and you just are not doing anything. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, you um, yeah, like Kane. Kane is now like grinning. His whole stance shifts to a slightly lower uh, center of mass, and has that very much. You, I mean, you're a hunter. You recognize what a predator looks like stalking prey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he grins, you can see just the faint little descent of his eye teeth into just peeking into fangs a little bit. Maybe can't even help it. A little bit of a fang boner. All right. So, uh, <laughs> Kane, I believe it's your strike at this point. Uh, I don't know. No, I, I, I miss just. Oh, you missed. Right, Kari. Toying with my play. Toying with my prey. That's what I'm doing. All right. I have a 16. Uh, Ooh, uh, 16 I believe, believe that hits. Right. So she kind of uh, she kind of drives in quickly and and uh, and throws a quick uh, uh, just a straight arm punch right at your uh, right at your mouth and catches you on the lip. So you take a point of bludgeoning damage. Uh, okay, Kane does not uh, at this point. <laughs> right uh, as uh, as you get ready to respond, there's a flutter of wings and your owl kind of brushes a couple of patrons in the face with a great outstretched wingspan and just settles on the rail and sort of twists its head 90 degrees and watches. So, uh, Kane. With that, I sock sock her good. In that moment of distraction as she looks over, uh, Kane just comes in and he faints left and then just brings his elbow into her ribs. All right, so that's uh, one plus your strength bonus. That was four, is that right? Four damage, yeah, four bludgeoning. All right, so that's another four bludgeoning damage, damage, Kari, as you kind of lose your breath. (gasps) The strike to the ribs. She's still standing, but she's 
holding her side and she's look she has a look of determination like she's not gonna give up until she's definitely all the way down all right get him your strike I do not get him I uh, I oh, come no. at him the pain kind of ugh. what is all the right. 400 get please tell me you're healing me dude I know you want to heal me I know That's we have up. bits flying around what does this do what is this for? <laughs> Tell us, because Will's not here, so that she gets a crit. Okay. Oh, that's I just a, need, that's to, live a I just need right. to live one more round, and I can hit him again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so Kari has a net twenty in the uh, in the kitty in the bank. So, uh, I believe that's uh, an eighteen. Oh, so that's that's your turn now, right? Because he just yeah, he just clocked it. An eighteen. I need, for yeah, a... no, I'm down. I'm I'm just going to like as she comes in, sweep her knee to one side, and as she goes down, just drive into the side of her temple. Oof! All right. So as you come in, he he flicks out a a kick and uh, catches you in the side of the knee, and you tumble backwards, and his fist just hammers into your cheekbone. Oh! I got a heal before the combat was over. What 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 effect does the heal take? Uh, it's one d ten. It's one d ten healing. 1D10. So, so do you roll it or do I? Uh, you can roll it if you want. I, it, it, whatever the protocol is, I'm good with. Uh, yeah, usually, yeah. I'll roll it seven. Okay, seven. so I'm at seven hit points again because I was down to zero, now I'm back up to seven. So. All right. So, he sweeps your left leg out from under you, smashes you on the cheek, oh, and for a second, ten. your your vision goes black. Uh, grab another d ten worth of healing. And uh, you sort of, in a, for a second, you black out, and then you just see this flash of a great shadowy stalking figure, and you hear this primal scream, and the rest of you kind of watching and listening hear this scream erupt from her, but it, as, as you were positive, you just put her lights out, she screams in defiance, flips around seemingly uh, in defiance of gravity, and strikes out at you as she regains her feet. I'm presuming this is going to be a nat 20. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. So. laughs> All right. So that she, sounds like going to run this time. So she basically does this Baseball spinning head. kick as she throws herself off herself up off the ground and catches you right in the temple with the, the toe of her boot. And you take uh, two bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Kane I mean, she... backs off slightly, just like a trickle of blood running from the corner of his mouth. And I'm going to try and grapple her. Uh, all right. So as this is going on, you see uh, a couple of the, the pairs up on the uh, railing start shouting, and you hear a few of them saying, no, five gold, five gold. All right. So you're going to try and grapple her. That's a strength athletics check. Kari, you can oppose it with your dexterity acrobatics. Okay. 22. Oh. 22. 16. You, 16. So you uh, you try to throw her into this arm bar, and she just kind of twists, shifts her weight, and slides out of it. So, Kari, that's your turn, and I think Ben just gifted you another 20. And yep, I'm going to use it right away. All right. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. How, how do you want to... What, what sort of strike? All right. So as she as yeah. she slips out of your grab, she just kind of jumps up into the air and lays her fist down, uh, just kind of bringing her weight down on you. You take another two bludgeoning. 
still up, but still up? suddenly, I, I love. I'm getting abused. She she challenged me, cheated, <laughs> and hit me with a shield, and I am getting the hate in this fight. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Well, Ben Ben's got the the Shadow Fey love, so that's happening. Yeah. Mm. So uh, uh, whereabouts are you? Uh, whereabouts are you at on hit points? Are you below half? Or um, no, no. All right. So a few bruises, maybe a split lip. Nothing, nothing serious. No, uh, no. And it is, it is your turn. <sighs> I am just checking real quick. Do 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 do. Yep, not this. Uh, so a ten will miss. God. I respond immediately as soon as he misses striking down with my fist. I get a yep. hit. Yep. It's just quickly going to be like jabs and everything at this point. All right, yeah. So she just throws she throws a flurry of jabs into your uh, into your stomach, and you take a point of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> I am not quite below half yet, uh, right. but that's fifteen. That hits me this time. That yeah. hits because you got rid of her so shield. That's, that's yeah. four. Okay. All right, How another. He's he's got he's got solid fists, and he just uh, he just rings so your bell again. I get him again. Yep. I take the blow, and I just launch back right away for another All point right. of damage. Okay. All right, uh, that is another. Hit. So you take another one. Oh yeah. I'm gonna yeah just come up Ooh. under her guard and headbutt her, driving her back. Ooh. Just right. seemingly oh. enjoying myself. All right, put the heat to her. <laughs> Uh, no, you, uh, I, I try to swing back, and uh, after the, the headbutt, I'm a little dazed, and I kind of stagger around the side of the ring. Right. Okay. Uh, you you swing back and just kind of swing wild, and it doesn't uh, doesn't connect. Did I get that right? We're at cane strike now? Yeah. Uh, that's, right. uh, that's a hit. This is it. Are yeah. you out? Uh, depends on how much damage you do. It's four. four. Oh, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, right. like as you come in with your wild haymaker, like Kane would just step to the one side, come up underneath to grab her arm, and just uh-huh. swing his elbow into the back of her head. All right, so with just this dull, resounding thwack, Kari's head snaps forward, and oh is that another D10 healing? Roll your like, D10. Back, boom. Oh, I got a four. So I have four hit points right. total right now, and I am just coming I right back up and attempting to strike. <laughs> you miss. And I miss. You miss. Oh. I so miss. she. You kind of you kind of have her arm wrapped up, and so you're having trouble getting a good swing at her because she's just kind of like like flowing around the sides of you. <laughs> and yeah, she throws. We're basically like in those tense grapple moments where like it's just like arms against each other, like forearms yep. locked. Find uh, yes! that one. Find <laughs> that one. Oh. I'll take. I'll take. I'll take my juice. All right, uh, so the the crowd is really getting into it now. As you crack her on the back of the head, and it looks like she's down again, you can hear half of them are, ah, and half of them are, ah, and then she snaps back up, and there's this weird wave of sound as the, the voices flip places, as uh, exultation turns to frustration and 
what is going on? Another crit. That's another crit. <laughs> That's another crit right. for Carrie. So how would you how would you like to crit him? To see Carrie win. Oh, if he can I just kind of like karate kick him in the head if possible, I guess, instead of actually punching uh, him. Like we've been doing a lot yeah, of fist sure. stuff, but as well just kind of like jump up and kick him in the head. Yep, absolutely. So uh, uh, as he but... he tries to smack you, and with his his uh, his net one, his his foot kind of slides in the sand, and you strike his knee that throws him into a half split. Uh, Eddie has to try and catch himself before he falls all the way to the ground, and you jump up and just drive your knee into his chin. Yes. So that's uh, the two bludgeoning deep. there. <laughs> yep. Okay. Getting there. That's <laughs> I'm down again. again. I am down again. <laughs> How many freaking times? <laughs> I was gonna say, let, let the DM was... call it, man, or else right. have another one come in. <laughs> All right, so you uh, you just drive a forearm into her gut. She doubles over, and you just backhand the back of her neck, and she drops into the sand. <laughs> And there's just this ah, that erupts from the crowd that has now just sort of tripled as people have like uh, wandered in. And you could hear them pounding from up on a second floor balcony where they're overlooking the pits. Uh, Kane, and, uh, and, Kane, uh, just my down. Kane just reaches down, grabs her, picks her like up, like blood across her face and everything like that. Yep. And sort of teeth bared. He's going to wrap her arm around his shoulders, holding her up. Uh, and as he does so, um, you will... Let me just see how much it will be. I healed your bird. Don't forget. You take five necrotic damage. You're, you're <laughs> covered in, you are covered in blood, Don't might I remind me. you. And you oh, fucked up. Don't. You just repeatedly fucking hit a vampire, a dampier, and cheated. So, you don't know that. You don't know that. I, you shield bashed me. Take four healing from cure wounds, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you you kind of snap back to consciousness as you're being sort of drag carried uh, by Kane. I, 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 have her, I have her arm in the air as she fought bloody well. Sure. Uh, so that you can see coins and purses kind of excitedly and angrily changing hands up around you, uh, around the raised railing. And uh, uh, Jitka, the, the, pit boss, the pit boss, jumps down and uh, holds your other hand up and slaps a little purse into it and just sort of gestures to both of you uh, to thunderous applause and cheers from the crowds and great poundings of mugs on the rails. So uh, you guys up in the room, there is just a din now <laughs> just reverberating like a of this, uh, yeah yeah basically basically it's just like i don't know why they get so excited about fighting I... Dan, <laughs> yeah. Dan, I, I have a quick question sure is this the first time that kane's beaten someone down in in the ring being a local? that's up to you that's up to you i'm gonna say, fought, I'm gonna say like kane's been here a couple of times and sure. i mean a couple of times since it was under this sort of ownership sure like he's been coming here a while so yeah kane is is kane is kane much of a pit fighter is he much into the into the gladiatorial blood sports circuit all right okay well we can talk about that a little later then (laughs) 
he uh he just holds carrie up sort of uh until she's like her feet come back to her and then not wanting yeah. to sort of shame her in any way he'll let her stand on her own uh sure. and just to hold his arms up cut like covered in blood okay so uh for the rest of the day neither of you have to pay for a drink and so you basically get as you know lit up or as not as you want over the the, the rest of this afternoon and evening as uh, these patrons enjoyed that spectacle so much that basically your tab is on them for the day through I various people saying food, but i don't drink so just a, a variety of people buying you drinks okay so you stick to mm-hmm. stick to water then yeah got it uh kane kane does not kane doesn't get sloshed but kane okay so you take advantage but you don't overindulge i try to spend more time i'm more curious about talking to the people and actually hearing their stories and their hunts and telling them the stories of my hunts and stuff like that so if i have people you have an attention to that and try and build a positive (laughs) reputation then i will so oh yeah so question uh yeah yes does does no one in our party drink because cloak doesn't drink and drinks. I, I do not drink. In fact, this may be the uh, only D campaign I've ever been in that I don't drink. Like a, uh, like he, he's like a mead. He likes mead. I was going to say he's a mead guy, mead. isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's a mead guy, but he's yep. he's not. He's a you know he's a uh, you know he's not like the super strong fortified meads. He's more of the just sort of sweet meads. Yeah. Okay, so and I, you know, for now we'll say that Rio Dan's a wine drinker, but we'll let we'll let Will figure that out once he can get back with us. <laughs> All right, I, I dig hammered. it. He's having a rough time of it. Um, so, over the course of the rest of the day, Kari, you're able to start to pick up that there is something off about most of your companions. Uh, the two of you who are up in the room, do you, when do you guys eventually come out? Well, I mean, I think, you, am I able to read the whole notebook? Uh, right. You're, you're, okay, so you're reading through the notebook. Um, so a lot of it is sort of, um, feels certainly in the beginning, feels sort of like a mundane diary. It's just this mm-hmm. this nobleman who was seeing to his, his, uh, respons- his aristocratic responsibilities, some mercantile pursuits that the, uh, the family I- involved in. And then you reach, uh, so you start to get, in, uh, every now and then he'll mention the nightmares were particularly bad last night. Uh, I shall have to redouble my efforts to uh, maintain my focus today. And you'll get little references like that about nightmares or, or strange thoughts and strange feelings. Uh, about halfway through the diary, you come upon a passage that seems like it is not uh, as carefully scrawled as the rest of it was. Uh, mostly, Werner Strauss's hand is quite measured, very precise, very legible. Uh, here, it's uh, been scratched down under the, par- under the parchment in haste. Um, and uh, you can even see like ink splots where maybe the pen leaked or he didn't blot it, that sort of thing. Uh, and it says, I can no longer ignore them. Did we lose him? I think we lost him. Oh, I was, I thought it was a long pause. At first, I thought no, it was pause. Uh, I thought it was pause as well, so I could write down because I'm typing as I go. But I think we lost him. Oh, no. We're at seven forty-five. We could. I can, I, I can well, no longer ignore them. Yeah, I can no longer ignore them. Let's just wait yeah. a second. See if he pops back. What a cliffhanger, everyone! <laughs> yeah, great. Really, really, really big cliffhanger. 
I thought for sure I was going to win that fight and get lucky. God dang, my negative one strength modifier. I should have cast the true strike. Wait, did Josh freeze too? Yeah, Josh seems to be... Oh, oh yeah, interesting. Josh is going as well. Wait, are we there? Is everyone else there? I'm we're here. not there? Is, this, I'm, is I'm the stream there? there? No, we're good. Yeah, okay, no, guys. we're still here. Uh, so half of us have frozen, so it's a curse. Uh... <laughs> We made our wisdom saves, clearly. Apparently, um, <laughs> apparently. Whatever was going on with the... Uh... Um, oh, I'm man, guessing oh, that with oh, Will's okay. PC issues and oh, everything oh, so else... What's happened, what's happened is... Uh, sorry, uh, what's happened? Dan's uh, just just found out... A transformer yeah, a just blew his <laughs> He is completely without power. Oh, uh, gosh. Okay. Well, that would Today do it. Thank you so much for coming to Encounter Roleplay. Um, Fantasy Grounds is our tabletop thing of choice. Uh, being dice. So, yeah. Check uh, out. Yeah, <laughs> so, you guys, uh, for tuning in, uh, you can find us. Uh, will has already said that he's got a backup uh, PC, so he will be on as usual tomorrow, uh, just on the backup PC. Apologies. With the move and everything, it's been a bit chaotic. And everything was going so smoothly as he said and then has all gone wrong at the last second uh but these things inevitably happen uh we should be back to normal uh without any further delay uh tomorrow uh but in the meantime uh we're going to wrap up here get will into uh coast down stream thank you so much for everyone putting up with technical difficulties and everything today it's been an absolute blast thank you so much to people who got uh involved and donated especially wubs out there uh, for 150 pounds donations, it means uh, a whole heck of a lot. It means that we can uh, pay to get everything sorted uh, like that and make sure that things, uh, you know, there are no future delays. Uh, so it means uh, a heck of a lot. And um, let's go around oh, uh, to cast and crew and, and meet the people who survived to the end of the stream. Uh, we'll start with Tall School. Who are you? Hey, I'm Tall Squall. You can find me all over the uh, internet as Tall Squall. The best place to find out all the different things I'm involved with is to go to my Twitter account, where the pinned tweet has links to all of the different things, including my own uh, campaign that I run on Saturdays at 2 o'clock. We run 100% for charity. This month, we are supporting the Michael J. Fox Foundation, uh, which is for Parkinson's research. It's near and dear to my heart, as my aunt uh, lived with Parkinson's for almost 20 years. Mm. And um, so... Uh, I uh, hope to see you guys there. If you do uh, come our way, let me know that you found us here uh, uh, at the um, at the World Tree Burns and the Midgard campaign. I will say that I have borrowed liberally from Cobalt Press and uh, all their wonderful resources, including Tumble Beast. I have already started using some of the previews from the Creature Codex uh, that they are about to come out with, and uh, things like Leyline Magic and Room Magic are also active in my world. So if you mm -hmm. want to see how you can uh, build Midgar, uh, build Cobalt Press Midgar content into a homebrew world, uh, come check it out on my channel. Uh, again, that's two o'clock on Saturdays, 100% for charity. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, that's the wonderful tool school. Uh, we'll cut now to McLoken. Uh, who are you, buddy? And what do you do? McCloak. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, I, I play I play the lovable clerk. He will never deceive you. Um, and uh, yeah, I got a I, I got a golden puppy today, so I'm super excited. I thought it was like I thought I thought it was uh, super uh, exciting. I like I like the dynamics that were kind of forming um especially like at the tavern you had two of the characters go off and be like we're gonna go study because we're nerds and then the other two were like 
we're gonna go fuck, you know? And it's like, yeah. And um, then fight. <laughs> yeah, and, fight. And, yeah. then, and then fight. Um, which are, which was, uh, I thought was great. And especially like uh, having cloaks like Paranoia come out and all that kind of stuff and, uh, yeah. in the city. Um, so uh, yeah, you guys can find me all over uh, Twitch. Uh, mainly follow my Twitter uh, at McLoken. You can find out what show I'm going to be on. Uh, tomorrow, generally, that's when I do my uh, uh, my D&D show, but uh, people are out for E3, so uh, we're, we're just going to uh, take a day off, and I'm going to mm -hmm. mow the lawn. Uh, oh, crazy. <laughs> so, crazy. I know, right? Yeah, responsibilities. Uh, I've been up since like 4 a.m., so I'm super tired, but I had... D&D &D always can keep me awake. I could go on for yeah. another like fucking five hours and be like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I understand that entirely. Uh, speaking of uh, people who uh, play quite a lot of D&D &D at the moment, um, Tia, who are you? And uh, tell us about what you're doing. Hi, my name is Tia. Uh, I do stuff. I'm in two role-playing shows on Tuesdays here on Encounter Roleplay at Long March, and obviously here, The World Tree Burns. On Fridays, I'm part of a Firefly role-playing game on Grimjack 21502's channel. It's great. If you're a brown coat, come out. If you're not, then don't, because brown coat's forever. Uh, and I'm also in a War of the Spider Queen roleplay on Fridays, and I'm picking up a Saturday game, and I may also be picking up a Monday game, soon to be announced. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to pick up more games, however, because, unfortunately, I do have to spend time on my own channel. But, if you really like my roleplay, if you like my cosplay, if you want to support me and see me on other shows as this is my full-time line of work, I have a super supporter Patreon that I would ask you to go and check out, and it's just going to give me more abilities to be on other amazing shows like Encounter Roleplay, because I love, love, love bringing characters like Kalithra, Kari, Vikanya, Vi, all those people to life. And I would fill every moment of my life with D&D if I could. I'm working towards that. Uh, and that's how you can help me do that. If not, come hang out in my Discord, talk about all things D&D, talk about all things Blizzard's games. Uh, we have a support room for anybody who goes through any type of mental or physical disabilities. If you are in an abusive relationship, if you are an alcoholic or a drug addict and you just need somebody to talk to, if you're feeling suicidal, come check out my Discord. We have a support room. It's completely locked down, uh, meaning that you have to be a member, ask a mod to get in, and we keep everything private. It's just kind of a safe place on the internet to share stuff together. That being said, I'm going to post those links in chat, and I will see you tomorrow. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, and lost, but... Uh... Nope, that's it. Well, probably, <laughs> well, probably, well, probably uh, my name is Will, and I'm a D&D <laughs> and icon, and you can find my me name. here on Encounter Roleplay. <laughs> Yeah, pretty close, right? I am. Um, that was that was bliss in my eye. It was almost perfection. Uh, as for me, my name is Josh, uh, also known as Encounter Josh. You can find me uh, on the same Firefly show that uh, Tia is on. Uh, you can find me. Uh, oh, today is my day of days uh, where I do uh, over on the Greyhawk channel, um, uh, and it ends. It's three hours. I've got. I've, I've look up times. You can find it online uh, on my Twitter. But I'm on the Greyhawk channel in a new campaign that started today, uh, which will be up on YouTube, and you'll be able to watch the vods for. Uh, it is Vecna Lives. It is done by the amazing Laugh Love Lin Laugh Love Lindy um, uh, from uh, Encounter Roleplays, uh, Tomes and Tentacles, and pretty much everything. She's in everything she's in our firefly game she's just she does so much it's unreal uh with mythomatic zippy zippo uh don and uh uh 
think that's everyone uh, getting involved in just uh, fighting against the just terribleness that is Vecna, then running Long March, and then here. Um, yeah, Fridays I'm on Grimjack's channel, and uh, I'm also on Turncloaks with the wonderful Tool School. Uh, it is basically just the worst time you can possibly have uh, for us, uh, and just wonderful. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, we get loads of um, reviews that we read out before the shows of all the love and supports we've had them. As for everything else, uh, you guys can check out all of our uh, different links, which uh, I'll get posted in the chat now. But uh, Encamp Roleplay uh, is on sort of ungodly amounts of time a week. Uh, I've actually lost track. Uh, you can see our schedule is down below. Um, and thank you so much for everyone who turned up and supported. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties. Everything should be resolved for tomorrow. In the meantime, try not to roll uh, too many nat ones because we want to be melting our laptops, blowing transformers, freezing, and just generally having technical difficulties when you do. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> One and all. Bye, guys. Thanks for coming out. Woohoo. Later. <laughs>